and welcome to the one one. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode one hundred and twenty four is proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Bet smarter. We are back at the Henhouse Podcasting Studios. Uh, I'm alongside the Perth Racing Guru Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. It's good to be back. It is uh, good to be back alongside you. Yes, and we are welcoming. Probably our, oh, is he our most popular he guest. Is, he is our most popular guest. Yep. Yeah. If we did a poll, would he he'd get the chocolate? Yep. Wouldn't he? Yep. One nil. Yep. Pistol Pete. The one, the one vote we received. <laughs> he would probably get it, and then he'd say, "Thank you for voting for me, Toby." <laughs> <laughs> Pistol Pete added it. Hello, mate. Oh, it's good to be back as always. It's uh, been been a little while. It's what have we in April now? Late April, Northern Stakes. You Jeez, the year's old. flying. When you start saying things like, isn't the yeah. year flying? Jeez, is it already April? Yeah. That's when you know you're old. Yeah. You know, you know you've got to the top of the hill and you're on the way down. I definitely on the am. decline. Yeah. How you been, Pete? What's, what's happening in uh, Pistols World? Probably, probably my last week in, in Perth, I'd say, for a little while. Um, yet to be completely so confirmed. Been, since we last spoke, you've been to Melbourne and now you've been back in Perth for a few weeks. Yeah, got yeah. got across for the whole of the Flemington stint there in, in March, so All-Star Mile and, and the other race mates around, so Super Saturday and the like, and Flemington, oh, what a wonderful place. Um, but I'll look to do one full spring carnival, go to every single race mate across, uh, what is it, the three months or so, and then back here in time for the champion fillies, which I think is... That little four-week stint is still the highlight of my year punting-wise, mm. but uh, Spring Carnival's pretty close second. Mm. Have you ever been to Chartin? I have not been to Chartin. I've and, been and to Chartin. I'd like to go to Chartin with you, I think, Peter. I've, that's probably my lifelong ambition, so to speak, if I really want to test myself punting. Your parole conditions don't let you leave the country yet. Though, really. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And, and let's be fair, like Hong Kong at the moment is probably not number one <laughs> yeah, on people's yeah. holidays destination. <laughs> yeah. But- if I can withstand, go to every single race meet for one Hong Kong season and make any sort of profit after you've paid for accommodation, cost of living, all that sort of stuff, yeah. I would probably retire. Mm. I was like, I've done it. So you're doing Perth and Hong Kong form at the moment? Pete. Yeah, I, I've actually given Hong Kong a bit, of a bit of a break over the last couple of months. There was a real lack of winners outside of the pointy end of the market, and that's just not me in Hong Kong. Mm. I'm always looking for double-priced winners, things that are going to improve sharply. But there was a real, probably from December through till early March, where it was just a cavalcade of short-priced favourites, often Zach Purton, Joe yeah. Marrera, yeah. and you get people turning around going, oh, how easy is this game? It's like, oh, just you wait. Just yeah. you wait, you get torched <laughs> in a second. And now yeah. it's, it's just flicked back over, I reckon, the last two weeks. So I'm going to uh, gear myself back up to the end, end of this season. So when you went back to Melbourne, how hard – was it to still get results in Perth when you're not on course? Uh, pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so are you still have are you still focused on the yard or have you got have you got access to yard information while you're not in Perth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get helped out a little bit by uh by one Toby Dunn. Yeah. Um can feed me a little bit of information because he's probably the only person who's on course more than everyone else in the state. Yeah. <laughs> um but at the same time, the the yard and its importance in WA just isn't the same as what you get at the Metro meets in Victoria okay. and also New South Wales. Why is that? I think the quality of the horse, so to speak, not just in terms of the breeding, in terms of type, all that sort of thing, like that's putting that to one side. Their fitness levels change so dramatically week to week. 
and they're clearly looking to spike on grand final days. So their preparations are not so much winning, you know, maybe two or three benchmark races or whatever it might be, but we're aiming at this race here. And so we're going to make sure that horse peaks on the day. Also spending a bit of time with Kieran Ma's data science team, you just get an appreciation of what the top echelon of trainers are doing at the moment. And it's pretty scary. Um, their ability to actually try and calculate how horses would perform. For instance, Atotsu, they had no issue with it going straight up to Sydney to race on a heavy 10. They said, we've already clocked it. We've already know exactly what it's, what his capabilities are, and he is elite, so no issue on a heavy. So can you tell, me, tell us more about that? So how are you linked in with that stable and um – and when you say data science, can you just elaborate on that for us? They've actually got a whole team of uh, different people who contribute towards their, their data analysis. So you've got the pure data scientists in the background. Yep. They've got quite a few uh, people who have graduated in a master's of equine health and therapy, so to speak. So they're able to look after the physical well-being of the horse and track it from that point of view. And then uh, it was all tied in basically with a few high performance managers. It's basically like looking at a footy team. Yeah. Um, like and it's, you know, it, it's not to disparage any other trainer. Is this, is this all about training and recovery rather than like, um, I don't know, like tactics and all that stuff within race? Yeah, does it, it flow into tactics and it, analytics? There is a little bit, bit of that to a certain extent. Yeah. Like if you're expecting to go into well, a high can, tempo race, can can't do it's it, yeah. almost like we're going to maybe dodge this one race to opt to go to another. So we saw that with It's Me was nominated to race in Adelaide last Saturday. Yep. I think they ended up going to Flemington on Monday. And yes, it was like an even money favourite, but it completely, you know, did exactly what they wanted to. They locked in another win and that was coming off a provincial base. So, um, wow, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. very exciting. Yeah, it, it? it is. And look, for me, just being, you know, a physio by trade um, and not having any direct link to that stable, but being able to actually just get an eye into what they're doing behind the scenes, it's just very, very interesting. It's very advanced, isn't yeah. it? It's it's, it's a cutting edge sort of stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, longer term, having done punting from a mathematical point of view, a lot of data science and analysis work myself, you know, if I ever decide that punting is starting to get a bit of a grind or I want to actually, you know, move on with my life and potentially, you know, start a family or something like that, punting is obviously a very time intensive profession. Yeah. Um, doing something more in terms of data science might be right up my alley given the, the physio mm-hmm. background. So yeah, there's all these different possibilities going forward. Or I might just, you know, open my own bar and move completely out of the Do industry. You want to give that a little plug yeah. while you're on? Tell, tell us give about us a little, your, uh, a little your, plug while you're on. A new venture. Oh, the brewery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that one. <laughs> well, you know. um, no, not that one, the other one. <laughs> yeah. No, in, in Subiaco on Hay Street, Golden West Brewing Company. So we've only been open since December, but um, again, that's a, a different business venture altogether. So you're actually looking at, you know, obviously the financials behind first year, looking to increase mass production of, of beer, uh, different types of beer, getting a full-time chef on board, now a sous chef, and then, you know, expanding your market. So trying to target different audiences, whether they be young families or professionals, all that sort of thing. And, you know, that's, again, another different world. But, um, yeah, food and beverage, for those who know me well, is uh, one of my, my life joys. So. Are, you, be- are you behind the bar at all? I, I am not behind the bar, and that's we've got m- staff that are much better capable than what I'm able to do. Well, not that you know pouring drinks is that geez, hard and right. making cocktails, but I remember you making us some uh, homemade, and the ingredients I provided you weren't all that um, yeah. 
all that up to scratch. I, remember, I think Lockie Taylor still got a hangover <laughs> from a year and a half ago. A couple of old-fashioned, you are an old-fashioned uh, type of man. Yes, yes. Uh, experimentation is one of the key parts of life, and in particular when it comes to mixology. <laughs> I think Lockie messaged me the next day when he was feeling a bit rough, and he said, I just Googled what was in that old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. He'll, he'll learn. He'll, he'll, he'll uh, mature as with age, I guess. You need to, though. Yeah. You need to. Great to see you uh, again, Pete. We haven't. What do you think of the new digs? This is very, very good. This is outstanding even. Yeah. Um, you know, the, you can actually just hear the quality of the sound when you walk in or the yeah. lack thereof. There's mm. no reverberation. It's just magnificent acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> how, how good do we sound right now? I know. I acoustics. know. Acoustics. <laughs> So um, we're moving into uh, the, I guess, the, the, the peak period in terms of quality thoroughbred horse racing in WA for the remainder of the, the season. Uh, the season, of course, changes over on, on August 1, but we have a series of races coming up, <clears throat> starting with the, the Northern Stakes this Sunday, Roma Cup, Belmont Sprint, Hyperion and Strickland. Fantastic series of set weights and penalties and then wait for age races. Um, every... Basically, every good horse in West Australia targets is at least one or two or three of these races, and uh, the first one kicks off this Sunday. The big dogs come out to play. $150,000 Northern Stakes, 1,100 metres this Sunday. So we thought we might do something a little bit different. It's uh, The final field has just popped up, and we thought we might just have a quick chat about the uh, Northern Mazda Stakes before we uh, embark on our Sheila Gwynn Classic preview the, at Ascot this Saturday. So, Terry... I'll throw to you. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, looks like the majority of the uh, what have we got? Eight of the eleven horse field rate a hundred or above. So this is the cream of the crop when it comes to uh, WA racing sprinters. It certainly is. I mean, you got Yeah Daddy as your lowest rater, and you wouldn't uh, begrudge them from having a having a little lob here in a race of this nature. Mervyn's just above it, and then Caracapa, who obviously knocked off Clairvoyance and um, won the Bunbury Stakes. And won the Bunbury Stakes. So there there isn't a horse here that shouldn't be here. We have good top end tempo. Um, fascinatingly, and I, I'll have to again. I haven't gone through this race too in depthly at this point in time, but I'm. Pretty sure that Mervyn has drawn inside of Indian Pacific a lot recently. So Indian Pacific drawing inside of Mervyn will be interesting map-wise because Indian Pacific pings the lids and um, I think will be a different horse if Mervyn doesn't pressure him. But uh, there's a big chance Mervyn does come mm-hmm. across and pressure him. So you're going to see a truly run race at a fresh deck. Uh, the fresh deck tends to mean we get a nice fair track. So I'm pretty happy suggesting if you do park out the back, you can still probably win this. Uh, from a speed map point of view, Elite Street looks like it will be out the back. But I don't think there's any major negative in that sense. Uh, Cup night from Barrier One. Um, Paddy Carberry's obviously flying at the moment, and he doesn't really. Uh, last ride, year's ride winner. A bad Cup race. Night. It was last year's winner, Cup Night. And if you go back to a race last year, Elite Street and Cup Night in the Roma Cup, I was probably a little bit harsh on Chrissy Parn. I'm watching the replay again. He actually didn't ride it all too badly. Sorry, Chris. Um, he's picked on his. <laughs> He picked on me about that as well, which is fair enough. But um, look, Cup Night's run, to me, probably wasn't that much inferior to um, to Elite Street. So if Paddy Carberry can make use of that gate, fresh off a nice trial, it's, um, yeah, there probably isn't a huge amount between those two. Comfort me, Pete, had so much intrigue to the race. Like the, the trial was incredible and the query is going to be, well, coming back to the 1100, is that going to be an issue? But take Western Empire out and he doesn't just win the railway, he wins it by several lengths. Yeah, and kiss yeah. on all four cheeks, like he brained them from the widest gate. Yeah, and and it, even his lead-up ratings oh. were huge as well. So. Like, mm. This whole field, you can basically look at it and say, well, you would not be surprised with any outcome. No, exactly right. Which is just a perfect race. 
is it not? I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of wish or, you know, I mean, there's probably one or two other runners that you could throw in to make it at a, an absolute um, group race. But, I mean, we're at a stage now where some of these horses, their peak performances are good enough to be winning over East. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For the, the fact this race is worth 150000 I wouldn't yep. be surprised. And I, I know very little about the Eastern States racing, but they could go and race for half a million over East in, a, in an inferior race than this, I, I yep. would think. Like, I haven't even mentioned the two map horses. Massimo, Red Can Man, both have great tactical speed, probably land just behind the speed, and they're going to be there or thereabouts. 103 and 109 Raiders now. So they're obviously, they in WA just have to stick to um, to SWP or wait for age races or maybe a railway stakes when you get up to the 90 plus type sort of setup um 100 plus railway stakes 90 plus yeah it just varies it last yeah. year? i think it's, it can be 100 plus 100 yeah. plus sorry yeah so um yeah i mean the fact that they're the last ones I'm, I'm sort of mentioning is um yeah it just shows how good this race is and i mean we, we say we want it to be worth more but i guess you don't know what it's you don't know what type of field you're going to get going into it so the yeah, last couple uh, of editions have been huge though uh, the only reason why i like i'd like to see it worth more is because these horses don't have any other options so and if you if they, if we want to keep them in wa there needs to be a big carrot so all they need is to pinch one of those races over the series and it just it pays for the whole year basically so well, just, just just to give them a just to give them a because it's you know like going through the spring carnival there's uh, i recently did a program some programming for kissing all four cheeks there's a race for her Every Saturday. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then a lot of these horses could easily head east and they could have so many more racing opportunities. So if we to want them honest, if we want them to stay here, it'd be, it, we need to just dangle that carrot a bit more. To be honest, they probably should yeah. get over east as well. Like They really should. Like two horses missing from this race um, and they're going to trial again, I think, are Captain Chaos and Dig Deep. Yeah. And fair enough, they're missing from this race because they're probably not sharp enough, but they're going to come in for the, the Wait for Age series. I think both are a few lengths off from Wait for Age. Like Dig Deep was actually pretty competitive. I think Valero um, will be in for the Valero. Yep. another one as well but I mean we're aiming at races because Dig Deep there isn't another race we can go to we'll be carrying sort of if we if we aim at a Hannons or something it'll be I presume it'll be low 60s we'll have to carry like you're at a very sort of tough spot where a lot of these horses really should be probably going over east unless there's other racing opportunities to come up like you ha- as you said you have to go to this series you don't yeah. have another choice even yeah. though you know you're sort of probably slightly out of your depth and, and even the good ones are like a horse like Red Can Man I think is a really really nice horse but he's probably going to find a couple of these a little a little sharp but there's just no other options there's no other sort of paths you can go down yeah it's almost like you have to target one one or one of or them you know what I mean carry so, a bucket load of weight yeah that's way. right so, and it's, so like what you were saying if you wanted to go the Hannons with Dig Deep you'd have to go like uh, Belmont Newmarket, Farnley, Idyllic Prince, and then to the Hannons, uh, four of the five lead-ups are handicaps and there's one wait for age. So mm-hmm. you've you've got to factor that in when you're doing your programming as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what it does do is it, it draws together year after year uh, just an outstanding uh, field. And if you just go back, this, is, this has been quite – quite an outstanding addition to the calendar. Like it's only been around since 2011. And um, then it's it was so good that it got upgraded from a listed to a group three. We don't have many races to get upgraded these days. Yep. Any race, any any adjustments to our group and listed status are usually downgrade. So for this, this is just another example of how much of a winner this race has been. So just going back through the winners, the inaugural winner was Barakay. Then we had Beach Express, Magnificio, Dawn Approach, Magnificio again. First Among Equals, Battle Hero for the Ganjimis, Rock Magic for the Ganjimis, Fabergino and Cup Knight. So Fabergino's Fabergino, one, one over East, Rock Magic's champion, Battle Hero, won a heap of races with, for the Ganjimis. So there's 
so much quality has come through this race. And uh, yeah, once again, it's on display this Sunday. And can I just also just on a side, how good is it having the Roma Cup back at the, the opening week of Belmont? Yes. Mm-hmm. That is such, I, I guess as punters, yep. I'm saying more than anything, but even if I was a connection and had a runner on the day, having the perfect deck at Belmont yep. for the group two, a group three, 1200 meter race. That's such a better fit for me. I feel going forward, and and also you've got tired Ascot. Yeah, track. exactly. Yep, you've, you've also got to give Belmont an opportunity to at, at least have a big day or two. So yep. I think the the Roma Cup first day back at Belmont. I think there'll be it'll be a big big atmosphere there. Tin shed will be a rocking. Yeah, tin shed will be a rocking. Hopefully there's no rain, so we don't have to get the water buckets no. out to <laughs> pick up the drops. But um, yeah, but yeah, the only place in Australia you need an umbrella inside. <laughs> And gum boots in the car park. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Still can't believe it's free entry at Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know just yet. They might. They might tweak it well, this year. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, Northern Mazda Stakes Group Three, eleven hundred meters, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on the table. Uh, you got an early thought? Elite Street. Okay, Pete. Uh, no idea. Yeah, I'm going to stay out as well, just in case there's oh, markets yeah. haven't come up yet. <laughs> have some ideas. You have some ideas? Yeah. Have some thoughts? I just wanted to push you into one. I thought you might tip a late straight. I know that um, BJ works a bit with Danny, which means I've got it ready to go. That's all I was going well, for. Yeah, yeah, you only have to, to watch his trial. To, you did to only have that. to watch his trial. And I love the um, – I just love – you talked before, Pete, about grand finals. And, and I don't think there's too many trainers in WA that really set them so much for grand finals. Grant and Alana, obviously, with Bob's – Set over the years have been well known for that, but I think Danny Morton for me, I think Danny's our leading trainer at the moment. I really do, and I've thought that for a while. But um, he is a, a grand, and he's someone that it's a real specific plan for each horse. It, it, like Elite Street wouldn't have trialed three weeks before this under a hold um, without exact design on what the plan was and what they were trying to do. So um, yeah, I, I love it. So yeah. it's exciting. If I can schedule a helicopter, I'll go watch the mounting yard in peace and then fly straight out. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to happen. I, I just feel like Saturday is going to be a big night and then uh, oh, yes. driving won't be a good idea out to Northern. Very, yeah, very good. All right. Oh, yeah, happy, we should, happy 30th. Yes. Happy 30th to a good friend of the pod, DC, D Cripps. Daniel Cripps. Yeah, 30, Great man. 30 years old. Congratulations, Cripps. 30 of the best. Yeah. And also another congratulations, yeah. Michael Heaton. Oh. So Superior Eyes won at Pinjari yesterday. Michael Heaton bred and now part owns Superior Eyes. His first horse he's ever bred, I believe, mm-hmm. and first bred horse, first winner. That's yeah. some yeah. effort. I saw uh, the photo of him leading it in. He looked happy, didn't he? <laughs> at, a real, at a real glint. He always looks happy. He's a happy man, yeah. Michael, but he looked just extra. He looks extra happy. So, yeah. Any of you guys have your uh, jag the Quaddy at Albany last week? We have better talk about this very briefly. Have you heard? You're not really on social media much, but I'm sure somebody sent it to you. Old super multi mega, mega. mega tips. <laughs> That's just, that's something, isn't it? I just, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I backed a different horse in the last at Albany, but um, Dane actually sent through the picture of what he was alive on because I was out at the time and uh, I was on Oristano, I think around third or fourth. And um, I even sort of partly felt myself like cheering for his honor because that's such a, yeah, it's such a good story. And I think he's been around, I don't think I follow him on Twitter, but I think he's been around for a long time tipping and yeah, it's a genuine like one for the battlers story, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It's great publicity, I think, throughout. Like often betting in Hong Kong, you mm. talk about triple trios and those sorts of things. And one of my harebrained schemes, which we can get into long term for the viability of racing, but it's basically to try and target all the money into one massive pool with very limited racing yeah. on certain days. So everyone's just tipping in. 
you don't often see these massive jackpots that can change someone's life, mm. but that's a rare example of how it can work. Mm-hmm. And I guess to a certain extent, full credit to you know, a lot of the betting organisations can limit the overall amount that you're able to get paid out. They've obviously allowed him to get the full whack here, which is great. Well, the fullback would have been, um, I think, 500000 or closer to, but they've given him the total of the pool. Oh, so that's for the quaddy. I yeah. reckon that Labrokes have done really well in this, yeah. and I'm not usually yeah. very much of a pro-corporate man, yeah. but I think in their t- season C, they only had to pay out 50 or They've yeah. paid out more than they had to yeah. pay out, um, and to pay him more than the pool, I think, would have been um, unfair on them, unless they were going to do it for publicity yeah. reasons. Sports yeah. bet might have done so. So, yeah. so um, if you've been living under a rock. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Uh, his name on Twitter is Super Multi Tips at Nick Cat Seven. So this is what he did at Albany last Sunday. He's had an all-up win multi race four Art Admirer seven seventy, mm. Little Punga fourteen twenty, Baronova nine dollars, and Athlone Castle eight fifty. <laughs> As you do, <laughs> fifty dollars stake for a dividend of say around four hundred twenty thousand. And then he's gone one out quadrella, those horses uh, for fifty units, fifty so five thousand dollar flexi, a uh, five thousand percent flexi. And as Terry said, yeah, he got paid at one hundred four thousand, which was the entire pool. But I, I take it Ladbrokes doesn't bet into the pool. With, with no, I don't. Th- I think okay. a lot of corporates. I don't know. I don't know the the yep. ins and outs and all that. But he's he's basically scooped a life changing roughly $550,000, out of a random Jericho Cup qualifying meeting at Albany on a Sunday in late April. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know what to say. Just I love incredible. It. Absolutely love it. I, I read a lot. Of, I read a few of the comments below and a lot of people are saying like, well, cause he put up some tips the next day. Cause that's what he, I think that's what he does most yeah, days. He yeah, puts he up his, a lot. Yeah. yeah. He puts up his tips and stuff and people are like, why are you still punting? And then I started thinking, are there actually a lot of people out there that are punting because they're trying to get that, and I'm sure there are some, obviously, but trying to get that big light. Obviously, we all want to have that big, but that's not the reason. We do it because we enjoy it as well, and it's a um, like it's a pastime. But there's a lot of people commenting on that, saying, well, surely you're not going to punt now, or you're not going to punt for a while. I thought, well, he probably enjoys it. That's that's his recreation. He said with his, with his missus, he loves sitting down, having a punt with his missus, and she <laughs> often suggests to throw one on Chartin. <laughs> She often says, have one on Jar Tin. I thought, geez, I wish I met her before. <laughs> but, but the thing <laughs> is, that I've, just, I've never come, I I'm, can honestly say, I've never come across, across super multi-tips before mm. in my Twitter journey. You did some scrolling back? Yeah, he, but he's punts everywhere. Yeah. Like, he loves, do you know what he loves? A super multi. Yeah. <laughs> Big yeah. fan. And he loves putting his tips out. <laughs> loves the super uh, multi. I do know that he was on the uh, Gareth Hall's show, which yeah. Pistol, Pistol Pete makes an Have appearance on. I was actually on straight after. Uh, and so Gareth was like, what do you think of that, Pete? You must have been following his tips at some stage there at Albany on the on Sunday. And Tremendous was, impression, by the way. Yeah, not apologies bad. to Gareth. Um, and I was actually completely hungover and woke up at 4.45 to, to fanfare <laughs> of people saying, oh, what's going on here? And I was like, oh, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm still poisoned. But, um, <laughs> you know, full credit, credit where credit's due. And he actually had a, a process by the sounds of things. He was actually, yeah. you know, he goes through and some people read form guides. He was using the racing and sports uh, yes. data. Yes. So, you know, that's great. It's a free resource. Go for your life. Yeah, so if you want to learn a little bit more about um Super multi tips, Nick Cat Seven. Uh, Gareth Halls uh, had him on his show on uh, what's it called? On RSN, RSN, Central. RSN Central, Pete. Uh, so I think there's there'll be podcasts available that you can listen to. So look up Gareth on Twitter and check it out. But 
I haven't heard it yet, but I just know Gareth would be the perfect person to interview him after yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, wow. It's just brilliant stuff. I And just, it's just so nondescript as well. Albany, Sunday, all like sort of, no, there wasn't one sort of like where you could just go, this was yeah. just going to win. It was just so random. And he's got yes. an absolute peach from Taj Dyson oh. in the last <laughs> on a back market and find the gap, push him out. Trevello's yeah. deep the yeah. trip. Yeah. Oristano got knocked over halfway yeah. through the race. And by Trevello the was went coming to the again on the line. Trevello was coming again on the line. Yeah. It was- um, And then also in the- some, uh, Sometimes in the, in it's the, your time. Some, yeah, and then the Jericho, I think- Picture Perfect oh, was three wide, no cover the yeah. entire for 3,100 metres. And it was Taj on yeah. Picture Perfect. Yeah, if, if you watch that one, he would have felt good. I think he wrote something about that. The Baranova yeah. did look the winner a long way out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, good on him. Sometimes, there are, Sometimes yeah, the, the planets just align. They and certainly the, do. The punting gods just, just say, oh, and it's your What do time. they say? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're going to the dentist. <laughs> oh, the doctor. The doctor. You know, the, the little wooden stick down your throat. <laughs> Anyway, that's time to move on, I'd suggest. When we get to wooden sticks down your throat, it's time to move on, I think. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's take a break and we'll be back with our Sheila Gwynn Classic Day preview. But before we do, Terry, don't forget about our Mastermind finale. Ooh. What's happening? Our finale's happening, BJ. Grand it's the finale. It's the big dance. We're going to need a new... Um, a new name for it though, potentially, because the big dance, when they do the Netflix documentary, we don't want people getting it confused with the, the Jordan. <laughs> Obviously, we've got a different Jordan though. We do have Jordan Turner, we not do. Michael Jordan, and he'll be taking on Mitchell Pateman in the final of the uh, Jockey versus Trainers, Jockeys versus Trainers, um, WA Racing, Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing, Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing. <laughs> Mastermind I'm tournament. Stuck, I'm stuck. Mastermind tournament, BJ. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait, actually. It's going to be big. Any First of five. Yes. It's going to be epic. Yeah. Pete, have you got any any thoughts, early thoughts? What, what What's the market sort of suggesting at the moment, Terry? Ah, uh, the market. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell's about a dollar fifty favorite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, shown enough. But I, one thing the markets continue to do is continue to underestimate Jay Turner. So. Yeah. Back the drifter. Mm. Um. So yes, we've got Mitchell Pateman, the trainer versus Jordan Turner, the jockey. They've won their heats. They've won their semifinal. And this is the grand final. And uh, we can't wait. But uh, first of all, let's take a quick break. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Sheila Gwynn Classic Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton and Pistol Pete Antonitz. We are teaming up to record episode 124 of The One One. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 12 noon on Thursday, the 28th of April. Narragin Racing today, Geraldton tomorrow, that's Friday, Ascot Saturday, and it's, as we just discussed in the uh, in the preamble there, it's Northern Stakes Day in the Avon Valley this Sunday. Certainly is, BJ. Certainly is. I'm, um, I'm looking forward to talking to Peter about racing. Okay. What else do you want? <laughs> As opposed to the stuff we usually talk about. <laughs> well, we can't. Unfortunately, that can't go to air, I don't think, Peter. Probably not. <laughs> we don't want a uh, Tommy Morris situation here on the 1-1. Uh, one, one. Terry. Yes. What, what can we stay tuned throughout the show for? Oh, we can stay tuned throughout the show for info on how to enter the Market City meets. Get out stakes. I'm just, just excited about getting to it this week. And we discussed last week's winner. We'll wait Till race nine though, BJ. Um, mm. Long time bridesmaid. Finally the bride. Yes. Finally got to fling the bouquet over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> um, and don't forget, uh, as mentioned before, we have the final 
um, of the Mundaring Hotel. WA Racing Mastermind Competition, Jockeys versus Trainer, Jordan Turner representing the Hoops, Mitchell Pateman representing the Trainers, first of five, cream of the, the best of the best. Best of the best, yeah. Looking forward to it. Look, yeah, very much so. Um, Betfair Edge? Yeah. How are we looking? Good. Yeah, outstanding. Great. Where can we find it? Uh, on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's the worst salesman of all time. He's he's just. Well, if people want to listen. They'll know where it is. Hey, like I don't. Yeah. Hey, give him. Just give him a. This might be the first time they're listening to the show. Oh well, be the last time as well. Just <laughs> if so, um, to apologise if you've yeah if you're wasting your time with this. Um, the Betfair Edge will be on tomorrow. Uh, Betfair <laughs> app. Uh, SEN app. <laughs> the SEN app. BJ. Uh, uh, yeah. Love it. it. Podcast. Betfair Edge. Miles Fitzner. Fitzner. Fitzney. All right, very good. And uh, we've got Pistol Pete Antonitz in the hen house with us. Uh, Pete, looking forward to Schiller Quinn Classic Day. Uh, Rouse out in the 90-metre nine position mm. at Ascot. Um, Pete, obviously, always plugged in on how the track's playing and what we can look forward to. Any early thoughts on uh, pattern conditions of the day? Yep, only light winds. Uh, rail nine metres is one of my more favoured positions because it yep. should play very even. Uh, there's usually an extenuating circumstance if it does not. Cool. Yep. Uh, a bit of rain during the week as well. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that just replaces the irrigation and we still get the, the good four or maybe just a little bit worse on Saturday. So um, stay tuned for that. So let's get rolling on uh, Sheila Guinde. Race one is the Ballas Racing Stables Handicap Graduation 1,000-metre contest to kick things off. Guru. What do we got? Oh, Peter and I were just discussing before we started. I thought, geez, I might, might see some four bucks warm and fuzzy or something early, and yeah. that'll be me in and out. Off we go. But um, yeah, no, $2.60 isn't uh, $2.40. What is it? What price are we talking? I, haven't, I have not had a bet. I've not had a pre poster. I haven't had to pull the old, uh, the old dog and bone out to, to two, text anyone to get a bet on. 60 mostly warm and fuzzy. $2.60. So I'm, well, to be honest, I thought I was so aggressive with my price here. Um, what are we betting to? These like 12,000% markets? I'm 25. <laughs> 25 yeah. Tell you what, you're better off betting with the McCormick's on course. They won't bet to those percentages. <laughs> uh, I was aggressive, I thought, with my pricing. I was $2.40. Um, so, look, I, I want to back warm and fuzzy. I'll wait for Betfair. Uh, I was funny. I liked um, I liked the thingy with Ashley Maley because it was scratched at the gates last week when it was lame. Yeah. And that, for me, is usually a big red flag. Off we go. I trust Ashley. Bailey as a, as a trainer and setup. He said he'd backed it. That was against Harmika, against Snipperucci. Um, I've always What price liked, was it, do you reckon, when it came out? I think it was low, sing, high single figures. Single figures, Which okay. is still a pretty um, short price in that, in that field. field like yeah. Snipperucci yeah. starts a dollar tenny, you know? So Harmika starts a dollar tenny. So. so that was last Saturday. Exactly. Scratch, scratched at the gates, lame. Found to be lame by the vets, yeah. So I'd suggest the the quick backup suggests he's got the horse going very well. He's happy with it. I reckon he was a bit flat about the scratching. He may have disagreed, mm. potentially. Um, look, a lot of these are dropping back to the 1,000, which is a query. I think for it, it's probably not as big a query. I think it's the quickest one over. Uh, early doors can lead, but if something does take it on, which there is the possibility, a Mr. Causeway or a critical attitude, I think. Might be stuck somewhere ugly from Pass eight. Pass a hero. Pass a hero, yes, exactly right. But if they have to sit, they can sit. It runs. It's run a good race um, at Geraldton last campaign sitting. And that form around Savage One, don't be confused about it being Geraldton form. That's very good form Okay. Um, for a race of this nature. So, yeah, I'm pretty confident warm and fuzzy. You'll be winning the first, but um, I'm not taking that price. I'm going to... I don't know. I, I know I'm 240, but I was, I was pretty confident I'd say mid-die threes or something at yeah, least. And, and everyone's sort of got the same thoughts. Yeah, and that's true. usually a 
the reason I'm not seeing that price. So. Yeah, it's a hey. bit of a smelly race overall yeah. in terms of just looking at the early market. But you know, that's that's okay. You can bet the drift. That's exactly right. one of the one of the great parts of it. But yeah, I was look two two eighty warm and fuzzy before factoring in any any sort of market. Um, you know, so Mambo's like a perennial sort of question mark I'm finding these days and coming a 41 day break gets to bash you on and two scratchings as well yeah exactly it's just a permanent line got yeah. scratch 2nd of April stable mishap scratch 9th of April hoof abscess and then and now it's uh, what is it 41 days I reckon days. the big thing with Sir Mambo if it wins the first just turn it off for the day that's when you know it's not a good day to be betting yeah. on horse racing. If Sir Mamo wins race one, just, just switch it off. Yeah. That'll do, yeah. I reckon. Put the footy on. Put the footy on, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to watch that, though, probably. No, he oh, was, no, was a Friday night, night, so we're yeah. sweet. No, yeah. Okay. yeah, it should be fine then. Jeez, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're following some good teams between us, aren't we? Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. So I was going to bring this up at some point, but uh, there's a great line from the most recent episode of Winning Time, mm. which if anyone's not watching it, like I'm not even a massive NBA fan, but oh, it's still so well produced and it's entertaining and right, you've got all yeah, the right so. people in it. You know, John C. Riley's fantastic, as is, you know, Jason Siegel, and you've got guys like Adrian Brody and so forth. I heard he so likes on. a chip. I wouldn't know. Have Jason Siegel. <laughs> you get it? Yeah, I got it. I didn't get the reaction uh, I wanted then. but yeah. <laughs> Over my head. But um, that, there was a line like in a the most- because they like chips. Can you do a seagull impression? <laughs> <laughs> there we are. We're hits up here. Hello to the listeners at home. Uh, there's a line in the, in the most recent episode right at the end where the, the line is effectively happy is a distraction. So football at the moment, our teams are going horribly. Mm. If they were going well, just a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. hear you, Pete. You know, if, you, if you're enjoying What's the life. lesson from that? If you're enjoying life, mm. you're not spending enough time doing the form to then punt. There's always another day. <laughs> mm. What's your goal out what of this? What is happening? This yeah. is just, what, where are we going here? <laughs> nah, I'm with you, Pete. Yeah. Do you yeah. get it? Yeah. I'm with you. Oh, that's lost me. Can you do a seagull noise? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Uh, so could Sir Mambo win, Pete? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, are we declaring uh, Sir Mambo? Critical altitude is the best 1,000 metre horse in this race, yeah. but uh, I don't really know what the map's going to be. They were happy to take a sit with it last start. Madame Kisses had every chance to get past and did not, so that gives it a little tick. But how good was Warm and Fuzzy fresh against Cross Statement? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, that Josh was such a that, strong win. Yeah. Like He basically just said, nah, you're, you can go past if you want. Yeah, no, I you're will not be able winning. to. So yeah. anyway. Yeah, I was hoping for... Uh, I'm a bit of a sucker for gunmetal grey, so I was hoping for a bit of a bit better price than what it is at the moment. It's four fifty, four sixty. I was thinking, sort of five fifty, six dollars might be best get, race get form. Me. Best race form. Yeah, it has does go good fresh coming off two trials as well, which is ordinary trials. Yeah, yeah, Very maybe ordinary trials. That was the best going, I believe, as well. And Rogues Point beat it to the line. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just thought that would just sort of. Um, When's Ross Price's last winner? Give me a sec. Something ready. No, that was a while ago. Hasn't won this too long ago. This campaign. It was for those playing at home. Count Grundy. Ah, was on Dave Brad Rewilla straight yep. to the top. Fifteen, one, two, and one, two. Is that Belmont? It was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but I think just, yeah, just gate seven is a bit sticky for Joey as a party. Gate seven of eight, so he's probably just going to have to go back and run on. But Gunmetal Grey did compete in the the good quality mares races uh, last carnival, and also ran second to a pretty good horse one day. Just let me bring that up in the form of Bright Diamond at Ascot over the twelve hundred metres. But fresh uh, thousand metres. If there's anything that's going to be able to come from behind, warm and fuzzy, and knock him off, I reckon it's the mare Gunmetal Grey. 
Yeah, definitely, um, definitely the most credentialed. I'm expecting a message from BJ at twelve twenty-five on Saturday saying Ross Price's last winner was four minutes ago. Too, <laughs> by the way, um, one I'll be looking at if it gets to something a bit wilder than it is. Number seven, Mister Causeway. I actually really like it when a horse um, kicks clear and travels like it did. It just it laid in badly. That was dangerous. What happened last start? Laid in badly. Nearly knocked oh, over. The, nearly yes, knocked over Trevello. Yes, yeah. I had a bit of a sook. Um, yeah, it was just a very ugly uh, sort of setup. So, Mister Causeway has come to town last campaign. Ran a nice race behind Double Spice. That form adds up for a race of this nature. So, if they can land somewhere forward and and the senior jockey going, look, it can run a pro- uh, a run a race. But um, yeah, I'd want twenty dollars plus to have a little bit. But warm and fuzzy. But yeah, again, I don't know if we're going to see the drift, Pete. The problem is because um, it's a horse that's pretty well supported. Even last time when it was scratched, even before that, it was sixes into fours against cross statements. So and everything else is about its right price. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. It would. It probably would take for money for one of critical or, or gunmetal, you'd suspect. So. Okay. Mm. Race two, the Glenroy Chaff Plate, 1,200 metres for the two-year-olds. Pete, have you been keeping up to date with all your two-year-old form? I have. They're about the only races I'm capable of winning of, or winning on, I should say, at the moment. As I said, happy's a distraction. Don't, don't <laughs> win too often. Um, <laughs> look, I, I really, really liked I Love Your Smiles trial going into that black-type race first up or first start, I should yeah. say. And I think given a genuine race, it probably goes close to winning that. I know that's a pretty no, I can say you know, that. interesting statement when uh, you have a look at the beaten margin, which was, was it three and a half lengths? 3.3, uh, yeah. I think this has got real ability, this horse. I like the fact that Lucy's jumping back on board, having ridden it in the trial I think the map is pretty suitable here. There's not doesn't look to be a great deal of speed up front. I think playing hardball and hot chatter will probably be the first two. I know the intent there was to sweep the leg to bounce and go forward last start. I'm just not sure it's got the gate speed from one. I've got that leader's back and top of the pops will probably just put itself, you know, in the first four or five runners. Look, that was a really nice win there at Pinjarra, but I think it's obviously well found enough as favourite of this race. Mm. I'm more than happy to have something on I Love Your Smile. I think we'll just be stalking that runner and if it's got the ability, I think it does. It can go straight past it. But look, there's some other interesting runners. I don't think they're going to necessarily figure here. Um, I, but there is a few of these that I think can win a race going somewhere. Um, you know, even that some of the more despised ruffies, I thought there was something in the trial of Miss Maggie May being slow away, I think by eight or nine lengths on one occasion and didn't have the best of things in the most recent trial. I think that might be able to find a race over the coming months. So yeah, the two-year-old races, I think, have been certainly some of the better ones to be betting into of late. Terry. Mm. Yep, I think it's a very thin, very thin race. Um, found it hard to completely line up the form. I, I like Top of the Pops, Progressive, Trust the Yard, Maps Well. I Love Your Smile has that big X factor Pete spoke about. Um, it's very, very hard to line up all of that. The drop back to 1,200, easier race. Um, probably get somewhere near the back of um, Top of the Pops. We'll, we'll find out, but um, we can only speculate. And for me, the price is at the moment. Just Yeah, there's no edges there. No, nah, there's no edges there. I, and I mean... Clinton I'm a, going I'm a little on. bit surprised Sweep the Leg um, is longer than... Well, you got to remember that you'd think, well, Clint would have gone on number one, but it's owned by Jay Warwick. Is yeah, yeah I, I understand that. But I thought that Sweep the Leg's coming off a of placing to Baby Paris, three wide, no cover on debut. And then the other day, was I imagine it was supposed to go forward, half missed it, went back, slow tempo, just pulled its head off yeah. the whole whole race, and um, which is gassed at the, on the, at the finish because it just burnt too much fuel early in middle. Uh, from one, it can try to lead, and if something wants to zoom across and cross, it's just going to be sort of 
leaders back, as Pete said. Oh, I'm with. Oh, I am worried that leaders back might be at best. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, just at best because it, okay. it, it hasn't looked all that professional out of the machine. So, um, but Be- beautiful looks, horse, yeah, yeah big yeah. type. Yeah, yeah. I think so I reckon it's going to be a, opinion. Too. I reckon it's going to be a real good three-year-old. Yeah, it, it screams that, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and mm. probably more towards the back end of the three-year-old yep. season classics. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I was very, I was super keen, top of the pops. But everyone else is by the looks of things according to the market this morning because I was hoping for sort of three fifty-ish. Opened a Brad bet just a touch above, and it's been sort of. Uh, snipped away at and at the moment at the time of recording we're looking three bucks best available top of the pops chance big chance that um, Betfair might provide the price the money mm-hmm. might come for Pete's it might come for you know, there's only three horses I think the money can come for though that's the thing um, Demolish can't turn the tables on top of the pops from their last outing you wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought five day back up as well yeah it? you wouldn't have so the money has to come for one of those three it, it, for me it might might just be about the case of following one out but uh, I was top of the pops a clear favourite so yeah, I'll go that way for the sake of a tip, but um, yeah, yeah, top of the pops for me. But um, Betfair Exchange mm. late, we'll very be, wary. What yeah. Pete said, though, I love your smile. Could be, yeah, there is something there about that horse. You can, well, um, you can definitely say Jordan Turner. I think the post race that yeah. he got off yeah. the horse said, oh, it could be a star could or something star, along yeah. those lines. So, yep. but again, like you know, it's three sixty versus four twenty in yep. my market, and neither of those are reaching those prices at the moment. So, yeah, okay, he just keeps. Stepping out these babies, isn't he? Oh, he's, hey, he's just a, a production line. It certainly is. Um, yeah, I think there's more to come. So him and Kimmy Dyke. Yeah, just uh, yeah, look out. So yeah, nice. Uh, some some talent there. Top of the pops, sweep the leg. I love your smile. Demolish is going to win a few races, and there's I, I really like that horse of Lulu Chani's goddess of giving. I reckon it's got a lot of upside. I don't know about the quick back up into the size second start in a race, but. Um, um, next preparation, I think Goddess of Giving is going to develop into quite a handy horse. So um, this could be a bit of a race that we look back on in time as to where these babies progress to. But um, but yeah, that's race two of the day. Race three is the Morley Growers Market Handicap. Um, just bear with me for one sec, guys. The Morley Growers Market Handicap, 1,200 metres for the three-year-old, 62 plus featherweight. 59 kilo, top weight, all the way down to, uh, we've got a 54 and a half, so there's a reasonable spread in this handicap for the three odds. And, uh, Featherweight always just looks poorly weighted, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it's picked up points. It won one Saturday race as a two-year-old, yeah. Hardly ever won a midweek Saturday, a midweek race, and then went, ran second to Bazoom and ran a well-supported runner in the Burge, but obviously didn't pick up points. Uh, for that, yeah, just always look. You know, sometimes you don't have to like one. You don't have to worry about how they got their points. Whatever, just looks poorly weighted. Yeah, I agree. Makes sense. I agree. Um, but yeah, all the focus at the moment from market point of view, of course, is the Simon A. Miller trained filly. Hardly ever. Um, so, I just noticed that hardly ever. It's out of a mare called She Makes My Day. Interesting. Um, <laughs> well bowled. Well bowled. <laughs> Interesting. So hardly ever. Uh, Always well supported. Again, once again, it was well supported first up. Uh, couldn't quite get over the top of Sneaky Chance, but the, there was plenty of merit in the performance. Hit the line hard. Uh, blinkers go off up t- up to the twelve hundred. This, this looks her race, doesn't it? Hardly ever. Jeez. <coughs> yeah, you'd think so. You'd think so. It does does look her race? Looks a really nice setup. Um, as I said, she's one that looks really well in at the weights. Yeah, she does. You yeah. just know there's a bunch of points still to come for her. Um, all of her best performances have been without the shades. She had the shades on in the Burgess Queen. She had the shades on at her most recent. So the shades coming off. Um, it's almost like the reverse Simon Miller. Mm. Usually, usually the shades go on and sharpen them up. Maybe uh, maybe she's slightly better without the shades. But um, I guess the only sticky part is there's no real obvious speed map here. Um, I. I, in mind, I, I'm not 
completely averse to her landing in the breeze if that if she jumps okay and that's how it works out. But I presume that um, I presume featherweight goes forward. Success play may be ridden in that type of manner. Magnificent Andy from the wide gate might look to roll, um, and I presume she tucks in and yeah, she should be going past them. Um, should be going past him. I do like a few in this race. I do like horses like Mosquito. I like Featherweight getting to the top, giving a kick. I think yeah. it'll be hard to get past. Um, I think Success Play is the mapped horse in that sense, but it's it, we know how good Success Play is. I think mean, a couple might have a bit of an X factor, but Mosquito's the one. If you could if you could just teach Mosquito to get out the gates, if been nomming and scratching and nomming and scratching, I think that's purely been waiting for a gate or waiting for the right race. But it might not be, I'm not too sure. But um, Mosquito has a lot, a lot, a lot of talent, but um, it just can't get out the machine. So we need to have a chat about the trial of Prey again. <laughs> six weeks three. ago. Six weeks ago. Six weeks ago. No note. I saw money come for it this morning. I reckon a lot of people didn't realise that trial was six weeks ago, not uh, not recently. So um, obviously a setback. You'd I would like the stewards to ask the question post race, just as to the reason for a few of the, or the extended break between the trial. Yeah, they're and the good questions. Run. More questions like that should be asked. Yeah. All in all, actually, um, uh, not not that I'm suggesting anything. Like it, it could was, well be in the, the stable, it, just waiting for the perfect assignment. It first was entered up, and scratched on the Anzac Day meeting. Yeah, it, it was scratched for been future, a couple of times. I think future engagement. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, look, that that trial's as good as they get. But that was incredible, wasn't yeah. it? The market hasn't missed it here. No. Hundred percent at all, like, and yeah, you're up it's been, against it's the, been yeah, it's been gelded since last prep as well. Yeah, well, it seems to have done done something really quite positive. I, I'm actually <laughs> amazed that the uh, it's the same price as Success Play, um, just given of the trial. But at the same time, is it beating hardly ever and hardly probably ever probably settling behind the yeah, well. exactly. Hardly ever did even settle leaders back in that trial this prep. So I wouldn't be surprised if Paddy just rides. Rides are a little bit more aggressively out of the gate. And Directly said, underneath, hardly ever, you've got Mosquito on Tiff's lap, yeah. two, two horses that traditionally fall out. Yep. And you've got Featherweight, who I think a lot of people have as your leader. So you take those three out and you've only got success plays. So you've probably got one off on the back of whoever does come across, Magnificent, Magnificent Andy. Or Andy so yeah. yeah, straight away, probably ending up in third or fourth. Mm. My, my dilemma from six, I think, straight out the back as yep. well. So. All right, so what price did you have hardly ever, Guru? Dollar eighty. Was a dollar eighty. I'm not taking the two ten, two twenty. I, I've. This isn't my sort of zone punting wise, but I found I, I think I'm more of a chance of probably getting to forty two fifty two seventy on the day. And if I do happen to cop a dollar ninety, I probably won't. Yeah, back did drift late. first up as well. Did a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. and did look pretty forward, but they, they did, as we said, chasing home sneaky chance at the moment. That horse is completely airborne, mm. so it's mm. probably Beat Mattel the, on as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think they say that you see the name Lexington City in the, and you're yeah. always, how good a form is that? But if you just look a little bit further and you, I mean, in regards to who ran second, sorry, and you go, no, it's actually, um, it's a reasonable little knock, that form. Even last prep was sort of 260 out of $3 first up in, a, in ran second. The winner of that race, it was an Ascot 1200 meter race was Bazoom mm. and Devoted ran third. Bazoom went on to win the Burgess Queen, I think, and Devoted ran on to run third in the in the Dubai Guineas, so also ran about a tenth in that race as well. Came out doing a class one at um, at Bunbury recently too. Yours? At, uh, yeah, yeah, and last probably not at Bunbury. So it's just I'm just saying the four lines are really oh, there, outstanding. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it looks like the race for hardly ever. It w- yeah. The only issue I have is that lack of speed, and the race I go back to is that one that Marzipan Lad won a few weeks ago, where it knocked off other one's yeah. son. Which the other was, one's son got there. That's what I meant. Yeah, nearly one. Yeah. 
I still no, I got that yeah. close to it though, yeah. which is, yeah. Um, Most people would have had probably five, 10 lengths between them. Yeah. Uh, just looking at that, there's every chance that something like that happens here. And yeah. I'm not totally sold on Featherweight leading this, but I've got Featherweight $3.50 and hardly ever two twenty. Mm-hmm. So Featherweight at nine is a bet yep. for me. Um, pray again, I'll be following next start. I, I just don't, unless they anchor drop mid-race, I don't exactly see how Pragan's getting the right race shape here to be able to run over the top but of the post. Isn't that every chance of happening though? Like, well, and he takes off mid race and goes for the circle. No, no, the anchor anchor drop where he just. Oh, it'll oh, be an anchor. And Sean O'Donnell all of a sudden, Sean O'Donnell doesn't ever Pragan sort of track trucking up in the three wide line and and sort of hardly ever just I don't know, sort of that that's a possibility that yeah. Just again, yeah. we're just like, yeah, I, I always struggle when people just, oh, six, who cares? It's six weeks ago. It's like the trial was last week. It's not a fluent campaign. Yeah. It was six weeks ago. There's just, yeah, I, oh, that doesn't matter. That's okay. Well, it, it does matter significantly. It was not fluent in its campaign. Why are you getting grumpy, Pete? Um, <laughs> anyway, who are we tipping? What price are you, BJ? Uh, I was longer than you guys. I was uh, Show off. 280, hardly ever. Uh, but I, I'm with Pete. I think Featherweight's. Uh, over the odds, and um, so I, I'm not 100% sold on hardly ever just yet. So, but um, I want to have a real good look at Prey again. If, if it gets a little bit of the wobbles um, in the on the Betfair exchange, then I might get some of mine. Yeah. Just just in case it might be special. So, um, but yeah. So I'm sort of operating in the Prey again space at the moment. Geez, every time I've knocked 20 yours recently, I've been winning. So. I wish I didn't do that. I actually really like Prey Again last campaign. I think we had yeah, actually, yeah, we, we both had a couple yeah. of good results on Prey Again, but um, that the, might be the, the good thing my about decision that. making. Yeah, potentially <laughs> the good thing about yeah. I mean, on, from a positive note from that trial, and I'm again, I'm not not knocking the trial as as good a trial as you'll see. Is yeah. it beat um, Cross Statement in that trial, mm. which obviously that that's made that form look good straight away from a trial since. So um, yeah, it's probably probably the most one of the more intriguing runners the entire day. It is 100. Mm. percent So. Uh, the Morley Growers market handicap there, race three of the day. Moving on to race four, the Tab Touch. You got the touch. <laughs> Be better. Handicap. Uh, race four, here we go. So it's the zero Metro win last year, 58 plus. They're the conditions of the race, and it's over the 1,600 metres. Wide open, Terry, or have you narrowed it down? Um, oh yeah, it's, you look at the market and you go, oh, geez, I can't take that price for that horse. But the problem is you say that for every single horse in yep. this race. So I presume Pam Bella will be very well, um, very well tipped, whether it's well supported. I'm not sure how it comes out in that sense, yep. but I presume Pam Bella will be very well tipped and it's understandable. It was good. First up should have been in the stewards report. I was keen midweek, um, when they scratched it. Came out last Saturday and it was a really nice run. Um, you got to remember though, that was a race where Special View's gone hard early. Missed the kick a little bit and it probably cost it late. Um, I don't know if, um, who's the horse in the breeze? Bamman Boy? Or no. Who's the other Olive Runner? Sorry. Uh, K-May. K-May goes around today. K-May, sorry. K-May. K-May. K-May was, I don't know if K-May was as suited on that strong tempo in the breeze. That's a, that's hard work to, to do that. Man, and yeah. I think that you can probably f- follow K-May off that as well with a little bit of a cover on a more even tempo. Um, but, yeah, so you're entitled to run on like Pam Bella did. So like, like Mojo Rhythm did. Like Mojo Rhythm did, yeah, <laughs> which I gave every chance to, didn't I? <laughs> really gave that a good spook. <laughs> 
Maybe a sling, Kieran. Um, yeah, look, I'm $3.70, Pam Bella. I'm $3.70, Cuban Twist, so um, that's probably the way from a yeah. price point of view we go. Um, I've really, I've always liked Cuban Twist as a horse, and uh, the first up performance was okay, but I really like the, the booking of Holly Watson. You're getting two kilos off. You're getting a jockey who's um, probably going a little bit better than Jade at the moment, so you're getting not just the weight, but you're probably getting probably a more winning jockey, I guess, especially if those horses that race on speed. Um, Cuban Twist ran second to, I don't know, in front of me, True Attraction and Try for us at the start of its last prep. Really nice, honest runs. Then came out and ran placings in Tattersall's Cups, Coolgardi Cups. Yep. Um, was it the Coolgardi Cup? Yeah, I ran third in the Coolgardi yep. Cup. Cool, uh, to Living the Dream. So they're, they're all really good races. Like, it's just a, a really consistent mare that jumps on speed and runs honest races, and you haven't got a huge amount trying to get past you. Don't, let's let's just remember that Pam Bella is two from 36 still, so so, she's a gunner. Um, she is a gunner. Exactly right. So, look, I was hoping I'd see each way Cuban twist. I'm not going to see that. So, I might back Cuban twist, save Pambella. Um, wary of keeper sweet. If Jet rides out well in a three-wide yeah. line, I think it will go past them. But that's a very, very difficult ride, BJ. I'm happy to forgive its last start when Secret Pearl stopped on it. And it's, um, it lost interest in horse racing. Stopped on stopped on it and Sunsphere got impacted by it yeah. as well. And I noticed that Sunsphere was about a $5 no, oh, no, seven fifty eight dollar chance in that race mm-hmm. as well. So it was in the market. And it was a month between month runs. Of, it was so twenty eight days between yeah. runs. So um, coming out of it, and it's a bit of a hot form race that has developed into. There's been three or four winners come out of that particular race. I think be optimistic. Oh, one of them. Yeah, Congratulations, Terry. Uh, it's okay. Belmont Oaks all over apparently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All over. Okay. Red Rover. And then on to the Classic Perth Cup. Oh, which one? Belmont Classic. Oh, later. I don't care about that Perth Cup. Yeah. Oh. Be optimistic. Well named. We, we win class. We, 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 we win class ones over. Uh, who did we beat? No one. Remember, no one remembers second, do they? Uh, Start that, talking about Perth Cups. Yeah. What did you beat? Yeah. What was that? A battler. A battler. Yeah. It's a good battles. win though. Yeah. It's a good win though. Yeah. That no, was a good win. Yeah. yeah. No. Not not everything went right in the straight, and she found a bit of trouble, and um, still picked up and sprinted past them. So, no exciting times. I like it. Luke's always liked to be optimistic. Yeah. Yeah, I can see why. Nice lump of a horse as well. Um, so yeah, there's been there's been quite a bit of good winning form to um, to emerge from that particular race, which was that brutal tempo was set up by Buster Bash that day, wasn't it, Pete? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, outstanding ride from from Jet Stanley on that occasion because he went that fast. Is, <laughs> well, he went fast and he utilised exactly what that horse is good at. And I'm not necessarily saying that going about 15 lengths faster than 600 is what you want to do, but for that horse, it is. It, it is. Yeah, what does Curly say? Let fast horses run fast. Let fast horses run fast. Yeah, so on that occasion, so Piccolo Senora has come out of that race and won. He's a pro come out of that race, ran third. Groundbreak has come out of that race and won. Be Optimistic has come out of that race and won. Um, so yeah, there's 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 a bit, and then we've got a couple of horses. Uh, we Ripper is in later in the day, and yep. it, it ran third in that particular yeah, race. So. A lot of those on the relatively quick spin as well. So yep. the horses around that sort of distance range, those hard run races can often be a really good catapulting uh, platform. Yep. Especially if they find a slow tempo race, which mm. Piccola Signora, he's a pro, both found groundbreakers races fast school when it yeah. led and they didn't want to lead. And I'm not sure uh, in the Be Optimistic race, they went too quick either. So, again, looking at this race, I'm not expecting huge tempo. I would think if Keeper Sweet finds that three wide line with a bit of cover, it's going to be a nightmare for a lot of these. Um, because it has just got the conditioning and the recent data to provide it. But 
That's a lot of ifs. That's the problem. There, there, it, yeah. it is a lot of that's ifs. That's a lot of ifs. But I'm like getting there's the There's a big chance you're out there and yeah. you're three deep. No, throughout type thing. That's that's 100% it with Keeper Suite. It's, yep. um, you'd, you'd love to almost, if, if the scene you was on again in a yeah. more suitable map, you'd be pretty keen to, to butter up. But um, yeah, it's just about the price you need to, to trust the ride from, from JIT. Yeah, I get the impression it's not quite there at the moment. Keeper Suite. For eighty five dollars, yeah. Well, so. I, again, this is I again before I went to air. I went through every horse in this field and I said, "Well, Keeper Sweet's got to be on its mark." Mm-hmm. Suns Fear can't get a huge amount shorter than yep. five fifty. Cuban Twist is going to get much shorter. Ginger Green is just battling away in Albany. It's going well. It yep. maps nicely, but it is just battling away. It's no superstar. Differentiator is not going to get any shorter than nine fifty from last again. Uh, Arnie's Boy with Taj might be his first Saturday ride. Bj, it is. Um, I don't think Arnie's Boy is getting much shorter than that. Then the four Ruffies. I don't think there'll be a huge amount of support. Uh, for any of them, so money has to come somewhere. Yeah. I just don't know where. Uh, Pete made a very good point that the numbers and the figures all are there with Keeper Suite. Um, whether the money follows the apprentice from the wide gate, I don't know. But look, I, I, I'm probably just going to take some of the Cuban twist price now. I'm not jumping out of my skin. I was pretty excited about this when I found it last night, thinking I might get 10 bucks each way. And that would have been a really a bet I would have um, been quite excited about. But um, something for me, small, still Keeper uh, Cuban twist. Cuban twist. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I can see exactly where you're going with that, Guru. I'm I'm probably just uh, siding with Pete in the keeper suite. Unlucky two backer and was he four wide, no cover the entire. Basically, uh, huge. Uh, forget it went around last start um, circumstances as we've outlined. The format of that race is, is strong. Just needs just needs to rub of the green on. Saturday for Jet Stanley from the wide draw and uh, Keeper Sweet's going to go close. Yeah. So they roll the dice and I, I thought initially if I can find this getting to the breeze softly then I wouldn't mind that with the 53 and a half but I couldn't. They're actually riding hip wiggle for speed now. Cuban Twist, Aldi La, there's a, there is a little bit of speed. Yeah, read the ride act too potentially. So, um, And Keeper Sweet isn't the quickest horse out of the gates. So that, that was the, the problem there because um, I think that would have been a good option for um, with the weight relief. So, yeah, it'll be a, a hearty mouth type of watch, I think. All right. But that, it's nice knowing you're on the probably the best horse in the race, though. Okay. Most form horse. Let's take a break because- It's time. It's time. It's time for the grand final of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Jockey versus Trainer Tournament, Jordan Turner versus Mitchell Pateman. I think we need to bring in their intro music on the other side of this break. Okay, BJ, it is now time for the much-awaited and anticipated grand final of the Jockeys vs. Trainers Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. Unbelievable. We're here. We've made it. The big dance. The big dance. So, uh, of course, the Mundaring, uh, proud sponsors of the Mastermind competition. It's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get an opportunity, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know that you listen to the one one feed flutter froffies big deck energy up there at the uh, Mundaring. It's all happening. Uh, make sure you <laughs> make sure that you, you said uh, big energy big deck. <laughs> Did you say? I thought you said big energy. No, big deck energy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you've been listening to that song. Who sings that song? You know that one? Big big energy. You know that one? Anyway, so, anyway, Butcher, you look after you. He's got an outstanding squad up there up at the Mundaring. So um, let's bring these guys in. They've won their way through their respective heats and their semifinals. And the jockey in our jockey versus trainer mastermind tournament finale is Jordan Turner. 
um, yeah, I'm here. So if it cuts out for us all, we might, we might have to, yeah, I'll, we should be all right. I'll be all right. <laughs> Hey, how you going, Jordy? You're already making excuses. <laughs> yeah. hey, how you going, Jordy? Um, yeah, good mate. Yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you are you prepared? Like the, it sounds it. Yeah. Now, what was uh, what was what, what what was things like after you uh, knocked off your good mate Chris Parnham in the semi-finals? A bit tense in the room. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a little bit tense. <laughs> yeah, Chrissy. Uh, well, Chrissy was the early favourite, so uh, geez, just about assume that mantle now. I'd say, BJ, what do you reckon? Yeah, I was impressed. Jordy was just—he just kept coming, just kept coming. Three-two, uh, I think it was. He knocked off Chris. That was a really, really good semi-final. And uh, Jordy Turner, he's on his way to where is he going today? Narragin. Narragin. Jordy, can you write a winner for the listeners? Um. Hopefully. Uh, Bourbon Bow is the best Very good. Uh, okay, so Geordie Turner is en route to Narragin, and he's, uh, so he's got a big day in the saddle, and he's got a big competition. And the man that stands in his way, representing the trainers, is Mitchell Pateman. Yeah, how are we, boys? All good? Very well, thank you, Mitchy. Very well. How are we? Uh, how are we feeling going into this? And would you prefer? Would you prefer a mastermind victory or a read the riot act upset on Saturday? <laughs> oh, I'll go to read the riot mm. act upset because I, I own a hundred percent of him. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think our first. Unless, I don't think our first prize put- is forty grand here or something. So I think it's a slightly yeah, lower. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> If you want to put forty grand on the line, I'll definitely say the master. <laughs> I yeah. tell you one thing: I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee you, I try a bit harder than read the right act. So. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. I reckon that is an absolute guarantee. So, um, Mitchell uh, representing the trainers, Geordie representing the jockeys. So, fellas, your names are your buzzers, and we've gone a bit different because this is this is the. The big dance. The this finale. is what, this is the finale. Mm. So, uh, the first to five for the uh, for the final. So, to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first contestant to answer five questions correctly. Pete Antonitz, he's we've brought him back in specifically for the grand final. Over to you, Pete. The Android. <laughs> Jordan Turner, are you ready? Yes. Mitchell Pateman, are you ready? Yes. All right, Terry, let's go. Okay, who am I? I began my racing career under the tutelage of George Dupree back in 2016 when winning a Saturday two-year-old event on debut. At start number two, I ran third behind the river in the Magic Millions Classic before being tipped out and moving to the yard of Vaughan Sigley for start number three. While I had some success under Vaughan, it was under my third and final trainer, Anne King, in which I am best known for my- Mitchell. Mitchell. The cow. It is the the cow. That's nice and early. Yes. That's nice and early. Very impressive. Geordie. Um, oh, Geordie, did someone write the Celt? I think Geordie did. Yeah, Geordie wrote the Celt, I think, at, at start number three. So, uh, yeah, placed in the summer scorcher, Miss Andretti, Colonel Reeves. Uh, I broke my run of outs in blacktop events, claiming the 2019 Scahill Stakes at a healthy quote with a healthy celebration from Hoop CJP on and past the line. 
One that Mitch would have been proud of. <laughs> uh, my name is similar to a Scottish football side. I am the Celt. The Celt. Mitchell Pateman first off the mark in the grand final. Okay, next question. Name the only horse to have won both the Sheila Gwynn Classic and Northern Stakes. Jordan. Jordy. Um, Magnum Fisio. Oh. 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 Very, oh. very impressive. Peter and I were both stumped on that one. That yeah, is absolutely very no good. idea. Jordy Turner. Unbelievable. Just straight back at him. One Dang. all. Uh, here we go. Okay. What horse is lining up in their third straight Northern Stakes this Sunday? Jordan. Jordy. I want to say... Up no. Incorrect. Mitchell for the steal. Uh, Three. Flirtini. Oh, oh bang. he's done bang. it. Flirtini. Very good. So, Mitchell two, Geordie one. Don't forget it's first to five. All right. Here's a good one. This is a good th- one. This is this is uh, this is compliments of the guru. Name the 2010 Winterbottom Stakes winner who in 2000. Jordy, I was going to say had a big fall. Oh, oh, yes. oh, there was a second part to make it easier as well, but he's just gone back. It was a two-parter, Jordy. Unbelievable That's stuff. That's impressive. That. If you're going to win it on quality of answer, so yeah. far, Geordie's mile is two, uh, two. All so, right. Where are we? This is good. This is this is what we want from a grand final. All right. We're going to go with the second who am I now okay. at right. two walls. So, uh, okay. We ready? Who am I? I've trained 1,037 winners and I am still extremely active as a trainer today. Since the year 2000, my runners have amassed nearly $28 million in prize money. I've had 22 runners contest group ones along the journey. Mitchell. Jordy. Jordy first. That was Mitchell. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, Peter. Peter. I'll get it first. I was leading to Jordan. To yeah, Jordy just. Just in front. Just. Oh, oh, yeah, this is coming. Anyway, Jordy. Anyway. Jordy. I'm going to get Simon Miller. Ah, uh, incorrect. Now, do I keep reading because it wasn't Mitchell? Nah. Nah, Mitchell. Oh, you oh, know the you answer. You don't, he doesn't want it. No, I'll, I'll go the answer. I'll ah, the okay. Answer. Go on. I'm going to have a go anyway. I'm not 100% sure. Neville Parner. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, I'll keep going anyway. Just uh, do we do we start a scratch? You can go again. Yeah, both got it right. They've, they've both. Yeah, so you out. can okay. go again. All you right. can go again. Okay. You both got one you, more buzzer. Okay. okay, Jordy Mitchell. Just to be clear, you can both chime in. All right, let's listen to the rest of the. Okay, question. here we go. Yeah, I've had twenty-two runners contest group ones along the journey with the two thousand and two fruit and veg stakes, now known as the Kingston Town Classic, providing my only winner at the top level. The hoop that day sure. was. Jordy. Jordy. I'm going to say, I was going to say, nah. I was going to say David Harrison. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, he's trolling us now. Incredible. Hey, Jordy. Incredible. 
<laughs> Incredible stuff. The quality of answer is uh, that's high. I thought that one would take a bit longer to get. Keep going with um, the, uh, the hoop that day was Peter Farrell. Uh, <laughs> Paul Harvey has ridden the most winners for me over the journey with Patrick Carberry, Alana Williams, um, and Takahide Ikanushi. Uh, second, third, and fourth. Um, Century Blaze was my first black tight winner. Blevo was my group one winner, and I won last year's Lunar Art. Uh, WA Oaks with Lunar Impact. Who am I? I'm David Harrison. Did David. I get it right? Yeah, you did. Jordy Turner, 3 2. Classic mastermind finale, this one. All right, Mitchie and Jordy. 3 2 to Jordan. Next question. Multiple choice. How many starts did it take Blackheart Bart to win his maiden? Nine, ten, or eleven? Jordan. Jordy. Well, I thought I actually thought off the back. I thought it took it um, nine starts, but I I made six. What's your answer, Jordy? Yeah, nine. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> this, is incredible. this is incredible. He's going on creep. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't got the internet reception to do so, though. I, I'd think that too, but he's, he's, he's in, a, he's in, a, he's in the dead zone. What is going on? So you yeah. were going to guess nine before you even heard the multiple choice options? No, I heard you say nine. Oh, uh, <laughs> this guy. Nine <laughs> is the correct response. So Geordie is kicked. It's four Two. Four, two. It's match point. It's match point. You're going to have to lift, lift here, Mitchell. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Here we go. This is another good one. Lucky Gray was only partnered by two different jockeys in Mitchell. his- Mitchell. Mitchell. Look at Camilleri. How did he know? How did he know we weren't? We weren't. Well, we weren't going to ask. Everyone knows Sean. Well, you weren't going to say Sean. Oh, exactly. What a, what, <laughs> this, is, this is great. I tell you what, we were worried. We were worried that we wouldn't get the cream at the top. But this is a tremendous battle, isn't this it? Is, this is just two this of is, the best. This is like uh, Nadal Fedra type it stuff, is, isn't yeah. it? In the fifth set. At the peak. <laughs> All right, that was uh, that was a terrific. So the, the question was, Lucky Gray was only partnered with two different jockeys in his entire WA racing career, Sean O'Donnell and who? And the who was, of course, Lucas Camilleri. Okay. Three, four. Three, four. All right. So first among equals took out the 2017 Northern. Jordan. Jordy. Aaron Mitchell. Oh, Oh, we have a winner. We have a winner. We have a, we have a winner. Oh, Jordan, this jo- incredible jo- exhibition. Pete, what can you can you add anything? What what's what's happened here? I'm speechless. You guys <laughs> must remember so intimately what happens on race day. Like yeah. I don't even have that sort of appreciation. That's outstanding. Matt, like Jordan Turner, you are the mastermind. Just a round of applause. Yes. I think that's a round of applause. Just uh, yeah, I'm I'm in shock. That was Mitchell, just, that was Mitchell, Mitchell was game as Ned Kelly, but Geordie just had all the all the answers every time when challenged. Geordie, what have you got to say for yourself? I think we've all underestimated you here, mate. What what's going on? Um, oh, not a lot. A few of those questions stumped me, but no, I just held on. <laughs> 
I thought you were extending away on the line the way it was going. I'm, uh, yeah, no, in- incredibly impressed. That's uh, Mitchy, you were you were pretty sharp. You were pretty sharp, but um, what are you? What are your thoughts? Just on ran into the, a better one yeah, on the what day. What are your thoughts? What's your what are you? What, are, what get, what's your immediate? Can we get him? Can we get him to put it on FaceTime and see who's helping him in the car? <laughs> <laughs> He's got, he's got Daggy in the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> you, you reckon it's two on one, do you? Oh, 100%. Dad didn't get one of them right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, oh. He, must have, he must be in the marriage and he's probably got five against one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he was quick. He was it, quick. He it was, was quick. some of those answers were elite. Elite. Actually, it was a it was a grand final for the ages. Mitchie Pateman, absolute worthy grand finalist and a dead set champion in defeat. But what can you say? Jordan Turney just rose to the occasion and he is our inaugural jockey versus trainer mastermind tournament champion. Congratulations again, Geordie. Off to Narragin. We won't keep you any longer. Uh, we're going to have to get Geordie and Mitchell back on the mastermind at some stage uh, as we progress um, via the 1-1. But congratulations again, Geordie. Another voucher to the Mundaring, and we'll probably have to throw in a few more extra prizes for that to, mm-hmm. uh, to Jordan for, uh, for, for yeah. winning the tournament. Might have to get a trophy made up as well. And Mitchell, um, all the best with Read the Right Act on Saturday. Thanks, mate. We'll need it. Thanks, thanks for that, boys. Thanks, thanks guys. Dearie, mate. Didn't see that coming. I'm, I'm a bit like Pete. I don't know what to say. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm stunned. Uh, is there going to be some sort of official swab that they have to go for <laughs> afterwards? <laughs> we'll, we'll check out the, uh, the check out the the dash cam footage yeah. from the Turnermobile. I think the, the prize money won't be uh, handed over until they've passed a, a test stage. What about Jordy was saying? I was, I was probably going to say David Harrison, but I'm yeah. not quite sure. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it a couple of times. Yeah. He was sort of like, oh, I know, but I don't know. But yeah, it's, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, incredible stuff. But even incredible. the Hatterby Clorker one that yeah. was fantastic, mm-hmm. and Mitchell jumping in with the the lucky grey light. These guys are seriously plugged yep. in when it comes to that, and they're well, they're WA racing. They're they're both masterminds in their own right. What you don't say is BJ reads them out to us, and I usually do the the master the Who am I to uh, to BJ beforehand, and um, I reckon. Mitch and Geordie would have beaten the pair of us, Pete, on most of those, how quickly we got them. Oh. I, I, don't, I reckon Jay Rooney, Toby Dunn, they would have all got torched mm, yeah, today. 100%. All yeah. of Lockie Taylor, they would all got torched today by both Jordan and Mitchell. That was the cream rose. Yeah, that was fantastic. So uh, that is our inaugural jockey versus trainer mastermind tournament run and won and done. Terry, what do you what, – what do you uh, think? Are you happy with yeah. the way it all turned out? Like yeah, no, was- absolutely cracking. So, I mean, I think Chrissy Parnham was the uh, the early favourite. Mitchie Pateman was probably a clear second yeah. favourite. So going in, I'd say $1.45, Mitch would have been going yep. into that final. But, yep. uh, yeah, the people that kept backing Jordan at every uh, at every turn, live betting on Jay Turner would have been pretty happy right now. So it's It was a dominant win. Yeah. So also yeah, he had to knock off the two favourites on the way there. Big thanks to everyone who chimed in. So we had Stevie Parnham. We had Kate Witten, Luke Fernie, Chris Parnham. Who else do we have? Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Childs. And, uh, of course, Benny Pierce. Benny Pierce. Yeah, Benny How Pierce. can we forget <laughs> Benny Pierce? So everyone who, who chimed in have had a go at our uh, in our tournament, thank you very much from everyone here at the 1-1. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, we'll be back to regular masterminding, I guess. Next week. Next week. We'll two, your recommendations two, in. Two yeah. fresh faces. Yeah. Bring it on. 100%. Let's go.
Okay, race five, the Mount Hallowell Waroa Day Handicap. Pete, you did a lot of work with Waroa. Back in the day, cut my teeth uh, under the great Harvey Crossman and, and Darren McCauley. So, uh, yeah, still going strong, obviously. Brenton Moore's doing a good job. Yeah, Maury, top man. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, very good. So it's there. Is it? So it's Waroa Day, said day, apparently. I didn't know that. Did you? No. Anyway. Um, race five. 1,800 metres, 72 plus, no top weight. So it's now a 69 plus with a 55 kgs. Top weight. Um, gee whiz. Gee whiz. Gee whiz. Gee whiz. What do we do here? Gee whiz. That's what we do. Mm. We say the words gee whiz continuously, I'd suspect. Yeah. Oh, look, BJ. Um, look, all I say is downforce. What a nice horse to sort of be a part of. This campaign just keeps on going around, keeps on. It's getting better. It yeah. feels as you're how, how good progressing. Is, how good jumping is, well, too. How good is Neville Pano just holding on to these horses mm. and just pers- persisting, 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 and then – they just he gets them so tough and they just race and they earn like downforce is just a prime example of the of what some of Neville's strengths aren't they one of the key yard indicators in terms of how horses look in terms of how they walk his stable has consistently probably over the last 9 to 12 months they've all been looking better parading more consistently well um i know Nat and Toby often will uh, be remarking how good some of these horses look, especially really deep into a seemingly endless preparation. Yeah. So whatever they're doing at the stable, they're obviously doing it incredibly well at the moment. Yes, yeah. It's just some of these horses, it just sometimes you think that he's squeezed, the stable squeezed every last drop out of him and then all of a sudden downforce has gone bang, bang, one couple of sad days is prep and he's probably got his hoof on the till to win a third sad day. Well, I think the key thing for Downforce is Lactar Ramoli. Mm. His last four wins, he's been on board. Loves Lactar. Uh, loves Lactar. Uh, does love Lactar. And I think he's only been on 11 or 12 times in total as well. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a horse that gets along very well with Lactar. The big thing is at the moment, it's jumping. It's it's pinging the lids and putting itself in position A, and it's still got that turn of foot at the end. So, look, the Rice 1800 is definitely a query. And uh, if there was a bit more depth to this, this is definitely not a true 72 plus. Mm. <laughs> Uh, the re-handicap suggests. Um, but look, I mean, Blackwater, uh, Blackwater Bay, Downforce is going to be parked just in behind them and it, it has to be the hardest to beat again. It's just whether, you know, it's hard to come at Downforce at 370. Brad went up 550 this morning and I think his query would probably would have been the 1800 and that he could well be justified with that. But I mean, the 550 would be a nice price to, to load up a full stake on. But whether you want to take 370 and saying that I'm three bucks. So... It's just about there for me. I just what, what else can you have in the market? I don't think we rippers up to them. Like it's going to say it's next door to Downforce in the run. I don't think I don't think it's got the turn of foot to go with Downforce. Yeah, I know, you know, I know what you mean. it's going to it's going to be there, but it won't be able yep. to, it won't be able to sustain it. Yeah. And I like really like Blackwater Bay as a horse. I know what they're doing with gapping its runs, but it's it's really hard to train a horse to come off forty three days at eighteen hundred. And this is this is harder. That that last win at Geraldton was a nice enough win, but those staying races at Geraldton are really bad, like really, 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 really ordinary. And the win before that at Mount Barker um, was over Eurasia. It's, it's a reasonable win, but it wasn't. You know, so I, I struggle to come at that so too. Yeah. It can definitely win. I'm five fifty. It can definitely win, but oh, dear so me, Blackwater Bay was scratched from the Narragin Cup as well. Um, was lame in the off four. Um, That's right at the yeah. gates, yeah. at the Gary Gates before we yeah. saw the old Maginica salute. Yeah, the old Jay Gray. Yeah, Maginica's flying. Yeah, certainly is. It's absolutely flying. Nice weight swings on downforce as well. So, but we'll probably be coming from last. While downforce will probably have the back of. Um, 
Who do we have leading here, BJ? Uh, I thought maybe recapitulate. Like, yeah, recapitulate. I wouldn't, yeah. mind, I wouldn't be interested to see if there's a bit of a move from Barramagic. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I had Barramagic. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had Barramagic maybe going to the breeze. Yeah. It's a sort of a horse there. It, I just wish there was, and we'll talk a bit uh, later on, I want to talk about Invictus Domini in the last, but I... I, I think sometimes there is a plan to either ride them forward or back and there's nothing in between. Like you don't have to lead or be last. You're yep. allowed to be in fourth, fifth, sixth. Like you're allowed to settle midfield. So It doesn't have to be Hail Mary all the no, time. No, and some of them are just snag out the back job. So just, um, yeah, just uh, – Especially low pressure races. Yes, and this should be a pretty low pressure race. In saying that, um, I wouldn't surprise me if Ryan Hill instructs Jason Whiting to make it semi-truly run and, and recapitulate before it got to Hill. And he's, he's improving everything he gets. It always did its best racing from the top. Yep. So if you're going to see sharp improvement from one purely on a map point of view, it's potentially recapitulate too. Yeah. But, yeah, for me, it's got to be downforce, I guess. Yeah, but it's got to be downforce. It doesn't feel good, BJ. Yeah, up four and a half kilos as well. Um, yeah, I know. Hey, I'm not going to have a coffee in the morning, so I've got something to do at, what, 2.45 in the afternoon there. Um, I just don't care. Yeah, don't care. That's, don't. that's a good that's answer. Okay. That's that okay. should have been my answer. <laughs> no offence to anyone who's got a, a horse in the Warrow a Day handicap, but this is not the race to be cheering on unless you actually have a runner on in the car. <laughs> in the unless, race. unless you're on the vantage point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Next. Next. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Thank you. Next. Race six is the Crown Perth Handicap, rating 66 plus 1,200. And we've got a super <sighs> short favourite here, eh? super short, in the uh, three-year-old filly by the name of Sneaky Chance from the very much informed Trevor Andrews yard. We haven't said that for a while, Terry. No, no, we, we certainly have not. That was me just having a little... You want a soup? A little sock, yeah. I was well, I was waiting to get on. I was going to back Apple Schnaps at the $6, but... Um, it's been price. snapped up. It has <laughs> been snapped up, Pete. It's uh, it's it's gone, unfortunately. What, right in that moment? I hadn't looked for a part oh, okay, in all right. fairness. I'd yeah. looked for a while in all fairness, but... Um, it can be like bobbing for apples sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Any more? Ganjimi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Anyway, from a speed map point of view, in, uh, in that's probably the most important part of this race. Um, Apple Schnapps from two. Mm-hmm. He's gold, seven, cross statement, nine, and Lace Finsky, six. They're the four horses that probably all prefer to do their racing out in front. In saying that, Pete, you heard um, something about cross statement. They maybe might look to, they'd look to sat, sit last start. Yeah, and so I'm expecting that to occur on Saturday, but it's really difficult to know isn't it how aggressive they will be on apple schnapps given that it's probably more aggressively ridden at the 14 mm-hmm. and above uh lace finsky will be thereabouts but i suspect they might very well just ease out of an on-pace battle i think the, mm-hmm. the big question for me is how did they ride he's gold yeah. because last start we saw it back to its absolute best when being allowed to go forward and sit on speed and that was a reasonably fast tempo race as well when we saw it Obviously, just got nailed late by above the peg, but that's, for, in my opinion, the way to ride him. But I don't have great deal of faith that they'll back up again from that barrier. I thought maybe if it was drawn a little bit more inside, they'd probably try and ride it that way. But I just don't they might have try and ride it that way. But yeah. I don't think it can get there, can it? Without 
It was just, better with the shades when on last yeah, night, didn't it? Yeah. You've absolutely uh, middled the exact way I'm looking at this race, Pete. Um, I'm trying to find a case. Sneaky Chance will obviously be popular and yeah. probably maps to be three back. If, if say, Lace can tuck in and a Scandola like, probably goes a bit quicker, can tuck in. So it's probably three back. But I, I did look at this and go, well, if, if Apple Schnaps can get to the top and he's gold isn't a complete pest. Yeah. Um, to it in the breeze because that's the horse I had in the breeze too. Then I think Apple Schnapps from a seventy-eight plus back to back to this grade has to be so hard to get past. And one thing about Apple Schnapps is it, it's a really good weight carrier um, as Abs- well. Absolutely, it's 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 a good leader. Like okay, which yep. their game genies and they've, well, they've, they've got it to improve lengths yep. since they've taken it on. So yeah, I mean it, it it led and ran third to Beret, who's mm. um, after that one two of the three. Feature mares races yep. did win the Starstruck and the Latrice. Um, beat home, proud of that beat home, Al Holly and Champ, and then ran second in the uh, in that uh, on that magic on the West Speed Day um, with those feature West Speed races. That was the 18th of December, ran second to Sun Sun. So resumed 16th of April. Uh, sort of took took a took a hold, got crossed by Zebel, which is fair enough. Boxed on and was only was beaten less than a length behind Express Time. So it's all there too. Yeah, it's all there. It's all, it's all there. there. It is just about um, the, the mindset. It's just all about what you tell Brandon as well. Because if it doesn't, from ba- the, the barrier being underneath other speed horses can be a negative at times as well. As the moment they come at you and get a half length on you, he might say, I'm going to take a hold and tuck in them on their back. Would you want to be on if it was on its back instantly? Would I want to be Apple on? Apple schnapps. No. No, but if it's out in front, you're probably yeah. happy being on. Exactly right. So that that's my concern here. The moment we get crossed, I'd be hitting the um, – the cancel button, which doesn't exist, but geez, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, and and if it does lead, I think it's uh, it's probably your winner. So um, sneaky chance will be very popular, rightly so. Bj, these three year olds when they take on the older horses uh, in this type of grade, um, where a lot of these have had their chances and it's fairly exposed, tend to go very well. Um, but it's just a bit on the short side for me. I'm three fifteen or three twenty. The pair yeah. push snaps and sneaky chance. Uh, from a material witness point of view, I'm... Yeah, I was just about to ask you about Well, I'm, with the four leaders, I'm hoping they don't all chop out and they all go for it and go helter-skelter. And um, if it's a last man standing job and uh, and the favourite sneaky chance is caught through back the fence, and I think we're a massive chance of being the one down the outside. So there's I'm, definitely a race shape where we win this. I'm going to back material witness. Oh, BJ. Yep, definitely. 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 Yep. Oh, I like this. Yeah. The other day... Mood swings smoked them, right? Yeah. But looking at the the numbers that I saw, compared to mood swings leading, Material Witness lost over 2.5 lengths when he was sort of in that. And so he lost two and a half lengths on mood swings between the 600 and the 200 in that particular race. Uh, picked up and went again. And he's so he should have finished a clear second to hit, mood hit the swings. the line far better than Alien from Mars, which I think is actually a pretty good indication. And, and to do that much wrong, get on heels, fight, CJP the entire and still pick up and come again late. That was a run of merit for mine. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I, I'm thinking I'm, I'll get better price wise. Material witness, uh, bet fair late. Mm-hmm. So I, that's the way I'm I'm leaning and not. I like that. Yeah, I just I just thought that was a mood you swings. Mood swings is flying. So for for material witness to to run as well as it did, considering all the um, all the negatives in transit. If, if there's a flow, uninterrupted flow for material witness, and I expect there to be because the speed's going to be so genuine that, um, as you said, Terry, flashing late, if they're, if, they're, if they're off their feet late, then material witness is going to be the full head of steam horse. I was actually looking similar fashion to you, Beige. Yep. Um, and, and again, it's it's really difficult. This is fraught with danger. 
for those who like listening to me complain, I don't think I've backed so many leaders over the last couple of months that haven't led. And so the ability for me to get a speed map right at the moment is diabolical. <laughs> so this is one where, you know, we've probably had about three different stabs each and we've come up with nine different answers. Mm. <laughs> um, if there's genuine tempo, we're saying a lot of ifs. That's the horse for me that clearly I think has a bit more upside than what we've seen so far. Sneaky chance has nailed its colours to the mask. We know how good that horse is going, but yep. the market does too. Uh, it sure does. Yeah, the material sure witness does. is the one where if that gets the right race shape, it can improve sharply and it hasn't been suited the last few starts. So I think the market will probably miss that to a certain degree and I expect a better price late as long as there's no distinct pattern on the day. Material witness was super stiff that in that fallen horse race state mm-hmm. of power. And then it's run behind Houser Serenity, who's also flying and is, is going through the grades, was um, outstanding when Lucy was aboard two back. So there's no real quickest last two of the day. There's no real there's no real knock. It just it just if we if the race shapes out where material winners can tack on and be close enough to let rip, then I reckon he's gonna make things very interesting. Like hoping just that price is probably just a little bit below what I'm looking for though. It's not a horse that's been well supported yeah. even last start when it was uh, there was a few interested parties. Um it still was a wobbler late. So that is a good thing with material witness. It's race six as well. So if if you're getting a if it's a deck that looks like, oh geez, if you lead your win or whatever, you yeah. can you can sort of reevaluate potentially. But um I like what you said, Terry, four forty to seven dollars official material yeah. witness last yeah, time. Yeah, I think there was some nine dollars bet fair yeah. available late. So um, the drift. Yeah, hundred percent would have been would have been very interesting if um, if we managed to hold. I think if you take out uh, Miller's run last start, cerebrate Cere- because it got yeah, it, it got, got in the line, yeah. and, and it just if you take it out and we have the back of Aracity. Uh Aracity, who was in the the breeze? No, that was in the breeze. Yeah. Um, the way it, and it would have been, would have been interesting. Mood swings probably still gets us, but I I don't think we would have been too far off. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, good luck, Terry. Thanks, BJ. Um, Ooh, uh, and yeah, all, all int- the the whole race will be like the first two hundred meters of the race is, is key with so many leaders engaged, and it's going to be going to be on early. So. You'd love to listen to all the chats in the mounting yard. Yeah, you'd love to hear who says what, what they do, and then there's mindsets of certain hoops and what they. So every sort of jockey has their own sort of like some are very quick to get out of a speed battle. Some are really happy to ride horses hard early. Others prefer to take a hold and be patient. And yeah, there's just. Yeah, knowing everyone, knowing those four horses in particular, their mindsets tactically will be, um, yeah, would be invaluable. Yeah, very much so. All right, feature of the day, race seven is the Sheila Gwynn Classic. Listed race for the Phillies and Mayor, set weights and penalties over the 1,400 metres. Uh, several of these are coming out of the 1,200 metre Marjorie Charleston, which was also set weights and penalties 15 days ago. That was on the Good Friday meeting, but um and uh, Jadavi, of course, is uh, coming out of a Pinjarra Cup victory 27 days ago for Ian Shield and Cryptic Love, of course, won this race last year. Just the eight runners for the Sheila Gwynn Classic. Markets came out yesterday. Um, did you get involved early, Terry or Pete? Uh, no, I did not. I I'd back Bazoom at 250, 260 plus. I think it makes all the most sense here, but it's 
even then, two fifty, two sixty. That doesn't excite me that much. I think I'm two dollars twenty bazoom. Like it's, it gets a kilo and a half on Amasinus. It gets, um, it's got the tactical speed. I think the way I've mapped this, it should be able to land um, on the back of the speed, even from Barrier Five. It should be able to land right behind uh, Lipstick Flickers and D Keeper. D Keeper. I think I had in the breeze. Um, yeah, it just makes all the sense. You don't know if Amasinus will run at the fourteen hundred. Get the feeling it probably will, um, but we, we don't really know that. Uh, yeah, it's the market is, is pretty much bang on here in the Sheila. I reckon, Pete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, from a pure data perspective, I can give a little bonus to Lipstick Flickers. It's got the fourteen hundred. Obviously, should be able to control this. Went too hard last start and was left a sitting shot. Um, as you said, Bazoom has the fourteen hundred in the past, so that's a, a big tick for it. Amasinus is just one of my favourite horses. She is legitimately- Amasensis? Amasensis. Um, Amasensis is putting my non-existent children, hopefully, uh, through college. What type of college would they go to, do you think? Uh, school, school of punting. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I, I was doing maths homework with my 12-year-old niece a few weeks ago, and they've changed the entire way that you're doing now, long division and working out fractions and the rest. Have they like, brought in quadrillas yet? No, outrageous. they should. <laughs> and she'd be so much better off just spending time, like we're going to do maths today, you know, Wednesday during the week. We can just go out there. We can work out fractional percentages. We can work out how to, you know, calculate market percentage, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, how much you flex, how much yeah, yeah, what the uh, probability, flexing percentages yeah, are. Yeah, probability when it comes to poker hands like that is the life skills that our children need going forward you learn a lot of new swear words in punting as well so that'd be handy for their vocabulary <laughs> in, indeed yeah two birds one stone and lots of you know good characters that you meet exactly as well right. I was trying well, you to should be doing it at the barrack street tab that'd be where you that should be where you um you go to teach them just spend a full day yep and then the best TAV. Yeah. That's Where's the bar- which one's the Barrack Street to? You'd know. You can smell it from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you get to 40, is it 49 below? You've gone too far. <laughs> Head back towards the McDonald's, same side of the road. Yeah, it's, uh, if, you, if you reach the adult shop, again, you've gone too far. <laughs> it's just in that little niche. That they little do tours, there. actually. Yeah, they do? Barrack Street TAV, adult yeah. shop, it's all part of the double. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if they don't, we will be starting yeah. that as of next week. <laughs> Do they swing past the East Perth TAB as well? There's a few char- colourful characters. Yeah, yeah there are. Yeah. There yeah. are. There's colourful characters in every TAB. I love yeah. it. The yeah. best That's places to go it. to with an empty wallet because you can't lose either way. But then if you win, you can, you've got extra to put into the book. <laughs> um, and then run. But what was I saying? Um, your uh, your children. Yes, yes. Yeah. Amazon is paying for my children's tuition fee. Um, if any of them are listening, uh don't get in touch with, <laughs> with, with BJ or, or Terry. I apologise. Um, cryptic love, though. How well is that horse oh, going yeah. without life? And, and this, it all comes down to if gate one and the rails are in play Harvey. heavy with the pont on board, this horse is a complete monster um, in this race. I can see yeah. all sorts of Do you know who should be riding it? The same person who rode it last year. This is this is Jay fish. Whiting. This would be a perfect fish steer. Yeah, yeah. patience. Mind. Hold the rail. Yeah. Up we go. This is where I'm sort of so I'm torn with my market. So I'm two twenty five, and then four or five Amasinus, and I'm six bucks cryptic love. So mm. it's nine ten across the trap. So it does make sense as the bet. Pete, the way I'm I map this race, and I go pretty deep with my maps is I've got lipstick flickers leading. I expect to give a good kick and shake off D keeper. I've then got from barrier five. I think Bazoom's got the speed with all those drawn underneath it to get across and probably follow um, lipstick flickers. I've then got Amasensis. 
uh, three back defence and cryptic glove on its back. So that rail line is just hot, 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 hot. Mm, yeah, they're the four. They're the four good ones going bang, 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 bang. So the winner comes from that. And if you put Amasinus cryptic glove on the back of Amasinus and ask him to sprint together, I'm pretty confident he can get a length off it. And I'm pretty confident the way cryptic glove's going, he can probably pull two off. Bazoom, I my my big worry is the fact I I, I we love the pond, love but. The pond. He hasn't been riding a huge amount, and and a four back the fence horse. You need to have a real desire to win and push through and find the right run. And um, yeah, I just that's my worry. I yeah, if it was a if it was a Kiri Yulon or a, um, even a Joey as a party is riding a lot for David Harris, and I think I'd have a a lot more enthusiasm as a for a bet on cryptic love. But uh, as I said, I'm, I'm sure it came from three back defence to win last year. So it's last three wins. BJ, how's this? Great, great segue um, for all. So it's last three victories. I'm going to speak slowly while I get this up on my screen. Thank you, Tom. But it's last three victories have all been rail hugging rides from memory. The Bunbury Stakes when it beat Western Temple last year, Sheila Goom when it beat Tycoon Storm. And uh, yeah, Peter, we don't, we don't have to mention Bunbury the next one. Best, the best, the well, Pinjaro, Pinjaro, Bunbury, yeah. Pinjaro, Pinjaro sorry. Classic, yeah. um, yes, the Pinjaro Classic. Uh, and the probably the funniest, this is a 66 plus, but it's probably the best race of the lot um, when beating Soleil last of the line and comfort me um, when Maddie Derrick didn't leave the fence from basically stone motherless. Motherless? There's motherless. a T on that now. Um, uh, Stone motherless. And, um, Pete's still waking up in cold sweats about mm. that result. Yeah. Look, that was an enormous figure as well. They went incredibly hard that day. Speaking of enormous figures, you're looking good, Pete. Oh, look, you know, <laughs> when you've got nothing else to do, how good is it just going to sit in the gym for an hour a day? Just like before you, you get to do something, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, you have- You, you can know, punt. Yeah. yeah. Punt <laughs> while you work out. It's good. <laughs> how did Jim feel about it? <laughs> trying to work out a way of making that into another funny pun but I can't <laughs> it's because I'm in the hen house so I'm, I'm all confused mm. I'm all out of whack uh, we're going downhill quickly here aren't we but I was feeling peckish earlier but no, I'm no longer feeling peckish no it's a hen reference that's good so what are we doing what are we doing here it, price wise I part of me just wants to say look I should just play the pricing I think Bazoom will probably win but $10 $9 cryptic love it's overs we get the right one it probably wins the race and you know one thing I love being is being on a horse that is going super you're not trying to look for an improved run you're not trying to do this or that and the, the thing with cryptic love as well it was 1200 down to 1000 back up to the 1400 last three wins have been 14, 14, 13. Mm. So at this stage of its career and horses mature, it tends to occur that they don't mind getting a little bit further and actually go better over further. So it really does tick a lot of boxes. I'm maybe being a little bit harsh on that. And it's funny you're giving a horse a negative mark going from an apprentice to a senior like Paul Harvey. Um, but that's that's my sort of concern. And perhaps that isn't a concern. And for others, it would mean they've probably got to point and a half shorter than me. And it's... Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Very interesting race. But um, BJ, you're going to be with Bazoom? I'm with Bazoom, yeah. I mean, but I mean, there's, the, like you said, there's nothing 230, 240. Mm. Like it's not. Yeah. Um, there's not much dinner on that, is there? No. You're going to be no, hungry. No. So just going through the set weights and penalties, um, even though Amasinus is, does meet, uh, sorry, Bazoom does meet Amasinus 1.5 kilos better. It's Amasinus is still the best weighted horse under the conditions of the race. So, um, on ratings, on ratings, pure on numbers, pure yeah. numbers. Yeah. So, for, for argument's sake, watch me dance is eight and a half kilos. Um, What's it got another six months till it loses those? No, I think they're from. I read the calendar the other day. I think it doesn't say anything about them expiring. So, I might yeah. follow that up with that because we saw. Um, 
Vital Silver. Yeah. Uh, we saw another one as well. I wonder whether it's just the fillies and mares races where they don't expire after. But I, um, I understand what you're saying. Usually there's like an 18 month yeah. window where, the, where they can attract penalties. I thought it was two years. So she's got her penalties. She's got one kilo penalties for her three big race wins. Um, so not, not, so she's, she's ended up with a five kilo penalty, sorry, in all in all, but she's eight and a half from a ratings point of view, she's eight and a half kilos worse off than uh, what she, what she would be in a, in a handicap. So pretty um, unfortunately weighted uh, set of circumstances for watch me dance. But even though, as I said, just getting back to our initial, initial point, Amasinus is the best weighted horse in the race from a ratings, pure mm-hmm. internal handicappers ratings point of view. I think when you get to this point, you can directly compare it with their last runs as well, in that sense. But um, yeah, do you think? I think I think she'll she gives every indication she'll run out the fourteen hundred, but you never really know. Should yeah, be able to follow. I thought she was, pretty, she was pretty strong the other day. Yep. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a stride for stride, um, sort of go here between the two faves. The pot never leaves a fence and knocks them off. Does lipstick lay off? I don't think lipstick does. Because that's probably something you'd like to see as a cryptic love supporter. Mm. Um, loves hugging a fence. Cryptic love, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Race eight is the tab touch. Better your bet hand. You've got the touch. You, you got the power. Okay. Um, do you watch Boogie Nights? Yes. Yeah. You remember when that Dirk Diggler was recording uh, You Got the Touch? In the- <laughs> One of my favourite films of all time. Oh, absolute classic. Uh, okay, so the tab touch, better your bet handicap, race eight of the day, and we've got the dollar sixty-five favorite. Dollar eighty-five, other places maybe? Uh, other one sun. Oh no, oh, that's just one agency that's gone up here. There's only one agency up. Which is strange, isn't it? All yeah. the other races are up. What are they afraid of? I'm not sure. Fate they're worse afraid than of. death. <laughs> anyway, the three year old, <laughs> other one sun, uh, out to perhaps right some wrongs, get going up against Kia or a star again after Kia or a star knocked him off when he was at odds on pop last start. 1400 metres to 1600 metres for other one sun, and he's 54.5 kgs. He gets a kilo and a half off for the three year old allowance taking on the older horses. Pete, hey, thoughts? Uh, look, I, I, I still don't quite know how other one son lost last start but at the same time was such a good ride on kira or star and they've run time mm. proper figure that i guess he beat him fair and square so you know now we get this situation where there's muddling tempo at best i can't really find another proper on speed horse i mean scoreline's been been a bit slow away but bit hit miss and you know albert Turi maybe rolls forward from the wide gate but it's a case of Jet Stanley leading on Kia or a star and then not much else to really challenge him. It all comes just down to sectionals. But other ones, son, I'm expecting to just sit right on his back and go past him, all things being equal, especially if they go moderate tempo, which is what it looks like on paper. How big was National Guard first up for the, mm. the new trainer as well? But yep. again, this doesn't giggly, look like Giggly, 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 yep. yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, obviously, had, obviously can train. Black Chips has gone enormous 100%, for, for yeah. however long. Um, yep. And the rest of them, I think, are just running around for, you know, a bit of prize money. But He's a trotting trainer, Tony, yep. Yep. Tony G. Tony anyway. G has better. Yep. This is a, a single horse, League of the Quaddy. Surely it becomes a treble and go for your life. Yeah, bad luck's the only thing yep. that should beat it here. I think one thing that works map-wise in its favour is Kia Aura Stars, a little bit Brett Hetty, and um, they won't – once they scoreline comes across hard, they don't just park on the back of scoreline because it will fight Jet, so it'll pop out to the breeze and then that – 
opens up the gaps for Chris to get through. So the other one, Sun gets held up. It's either Kiora Star nicking it or it's um, giggly, 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 giggly editors or National Guard coming down the outside and beating him. But it's only bad luck that beats the other one, Sun. I got it to $1. seventy, and I couldn't have been any longer. Yeah, I'm 1.76. That's good. Very precise. Mm. Yeah, the um, – You'd prefer to see a wider gate probably the other one, Sun, too. When you got the best horse by that far, you probably don't want luck to come into the equation, which it came from one. Gate six probably meant that it got beat last start. Do you know what I mean? It mm. sort of yeah, it can go, it, it, it's all race. It can go both ways. Yeah. Barrier one could be the reason it wins. Barrier, yeah, exactly. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, the other day he's sort of, he's landed behind Catelpa, who was following Fiery Bay. And the, the most the crucial part of the race between the six and the 300, Kiora Star sort of, got going, Fiery Bay did nothing and Catelpa mm. did nothing. Mm. And so Chris had to, he's like, oh, I better get going here. Another one, son, the moment that he got going, got flushed, um, got unbalanced and then uh, obviously ducked in in the straight. The leader did come out quite significantly, it was, but it was it was quite a good – w- I think, the, as Pete said, the Brad Rewilla ride was the difference on Kiara Star. From the, from, uh, got across, led, handed up, um, then rated it to perfection – and to run that time with sixty kilos sitting out, sitting in the breeze, like you got it. All credit to Kiro Star. It was just, it was just about career best. I thought. How good's the horse going for Roy? Yeah, it certainly. Like, unreal. Is. Hashtag oh, Roy. Allah's <laughs> back in work as well. I meant to Yeah, back in work. Roy's a bit of the other one's son nemesis, Halatorian, and now Kiro yeah. Star. How good's a Halatorian? <laughs> <laughs> I always forget about that. Been up and about, aren't we? Yeah, um, what? But yeah, it does look uh, like only bad luck stands in the way of uh, other one's son adding uh, a win to him. And he looks like a really, really progressive young horse. And um, I, I still think he hasn't really even scratched the surface yet of what his capabilities are. So yep. next season as a four-year-old lookout, I think other one's son. But um, yeah. Is there any horses that they go, they're not, oh, actually this won't be better next season? Uh, any, he, he looks I like know, he's- but Is there any horses, like I heard them interview, um, I thought it was, it's, again, I'm not taking the piss out of anyone, or maybe I am. Um, they interviewed, um, oh, I'm not in Belafonte boys trainer, Dave Miller, and, he, and it's a six, seven, eight-year-old of a Belafonte boys. He goes, oh, it'll be a better, <laughs> it'll be a better eight-year-old or like the next year. <laughs> I thought, how do you know it's going to be? I don't think he's that old, is he, Belafonte? Seven to six to seven. <laughs> the, the best ones to pick on are the two-year-olds that are squibs. They're not growing anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. and they'll, uh, yeah, they'll yeah. be better. Yeah. They're, they're not improving ever. No, there's, there's some of the lines, though, like it's just, oh, yeah, you know, just, just, it's always the same thing. I don't know. It's a bit like footy talk. Yeah. It's good that you got to say that. Got to keep the owners paying the bills. Oh, dickheads like us. Yeah. Yeah. A bit like footy talk, exactly. Um, yeah. So, get out stakes time. Good. Yeah. Get out stakes time. We should be live in the quaddy, though, because we stood out the um, last winner. Ah, <laughs> uh, get out stakes time. S T E A K S. Who won it last week? Who's it brought to us by? DJ. Well, the Gas Stakes, of course, proudly, proudly brought to us by the team out at Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out of the Canning Vale Markets on uh, Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he's the man. He's also a part owner of Featherweight, so good luck to Timmy. He, uh, him and his team run a tight ship out there at Market City Meats. So when you go out there and uh, and uh, make sure you ask for Timmy, let him know that you listen to the 1-1 one, one and they'll look after you. That's 100% sure and certain. So... Your initial question, Terry, who won? Mm. Well, it was Street Bandit himself. Street Bandit it, himself, Chris, oh, wasn't it? Old Nelson. Chris Nelson. I reckon he's entered every 
get out stakes we've had. He's been an early adopter and a great supporter of the one one. He's all, sometimes he's even the first person to get these entry in for the get out stakes on a he Thursday. Well, night. He, he made everyone's careers as well. You got to yeah. remember that. He's yeah. just yeah. He's probably one of the greatest people to ever live. Just got to ask him though. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Nelson, he finally won the get out. And the, the reason why um, it's it's even more remarkable is because he's been pipped at the post on just about 10 occasions. I think mm. he's come a close second and he's been, he might've even been on the wrong side of a Sam White rule here and there, but he's been so, so close to uh, the Holy Grail. And he finally, he gets his hand on some of that gourmet group one beef from Market City Meats. What, what happened when Street Bandit finally did break the duck? Didn't he win like, you know, winning about seven races? Didn't oh, I don't know if he won seven, but won a few. Lucy, yeah. Lucy was the key. I think Lucy going on was the key. So, um, and, and yeah. you, know, you know who- the Shackles might have been. So Lucy was broken. the key. Who won the last, last Sunday? Lucy. Lucy. Mm. Lucy was the key. Mm. So uh, there you go. Um, of course, that was- uh, Snipperucci bolted in. It last. was, yeah. did bolt in, didn't it? It smoked him yeah. for over three and a half lengths. So well, hey. congratulations, Chrissy Nelson. Does he have a runner on the weekend, Chris? Uh, He's usually in a one, or, one or two of games. No, I'm in one with Chris now, another one. He's in Haller as well. Chrissy? Yeah. Yep. It's with us in Hale, but so now we're in uh, First Law. That's yeah. right, yes. Chris and I. Trialed um, on uh, Monday. No, he's part of the other good one as well. Go forward. All right. Yep. Very good. So he's got some, uh, he's got some nice nags with the, the GGs, the Jan Jing Gs. Yeah, en- enjoy that uh, that package there, Chris, and uh, thanks for all your support. Chris over, loves a, he loves a good package. Over the, <laughs> over the journey. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, race nine at Ascot this Saturday. Hit us up on Twitter. At the one one pod, let us know who you think will win race nine, and of course a decimal winning margin. We like two decimal places here at the one one, so make sure that you uh, get your second decimal place because it's all important. And we can never forget the Sam White rule, Pete. Uh, spell your name correctly. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> that should hang on and capitalize. I hate. Well, I hate when names aren't with a capital letters. It shows a bit of disrespect to the horse. Unless it's Street Banner, you wouldn't need to capitalize that one. But what are you talking about? Well, they should use the right grammar as well. Yeah. Pete's right. Maybe that should be the, the new rule. Oh, I've spelled the horse. Yeah, name. the yeah. Pete Anthony's rule. I think yeah. Sam Wyrell might be old now. Yeah. Yeah, are you talking about when they, when they put the, the- I want the correct spelling, yeah. yeah. If, if there's two entrants that are both right and someone writes the Velvec Queen- Or doesn't have a capital. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly there is no Velvet Queen, so you can't exactly be right. right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm not a narc. I just, everyone should be better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to go there, are we? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, dearie, mate. First in, best dressed, BJ, where are we going here? Where are we going here? Well, um, just bear with me for a second. It's caught me on the hop. Uh, so I, I imagine that most people will be looking towards a horse like the Velvet Queen, three-odd filly resuming for the Darren McAuliffe yard. Have to chat to Pete, see what he, see what he thinks here about Darren, uh, the Darren McAuliffe train Velvet Queen. But, yeah, I mean, the race fit inform horses, uh, my mate, the blinkers go on, trade him in. Ella uh, was a pretty tough win out rolling along and um, Invictus Domini I thought was quite brave in defeat. Three wide, no cover the entire and just kept coming. He's sort of building into his preparation, uh, this big fellow. And um, I suppose you can't really knock what Dash Doll's done since uh, its return from from injury for the, uh, for the Witten yard there. So there's a few different ways that you can play the last. And for me, I was sort of, I thought you know that, Terry, that I don't mind the Velvet Queen as a prospect. However, what are we looking here? Price-wise, $3. I uh, I was sort of thinking Velvet Queen was more like a three eighty pop first up. 
um, after after her trial where she sort of got back and worked home to the line. Um, Velvet Queen on top price isn't quite there at the moment. What are your thoughts, Pete? Oh, I, very well supported as well. Yeah. Uh, that will be the, the key thing here, isn't it? And the map itself is quite variable. You've got my mate, you've got Snipper Gem, you've got Ella Fella all yep. capable of leading, but who genuinely wants to lead this? Dash Doll probably sits in just behind them. Invictus Domini is a complete query yep. after sitting very wide, no cover last start. Trade him in, gets the blinkers on for the first time, I yep. think, as well. Yeah, McGrady goes back on, yeah. So there's a whole heap of different dynamics here and how they all interact up front will dictate who wins this race. I personally can't back any of the horses on speed for that reason because I just don't know who's going to get control. Um, Invictus Domini was really good last start, but it came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. so I almost want to see that horse do it again. I loved the Velvet Queen's trial. Yeah, thought she jumped well and then went back towards last and just brushed home, did nothing. Yeah, it's sort real, of wide, real yeah. wide on the track. It must have been pretty chopped up there. So I see a lot of people were avoiding a certain section of the Lark Hill track yep. there. And, and yeah. just given that way that she jumped, I think she just sits off the fence here. Said no one ever. They're probably going to jump at the same speed. Mm-hmm. Chris Parnham just sits off the fence, gets last crack at them. The only query of this horse is that she's never broken benchmark. Mm. You know, she's only been exposed to slowly run races. And that doesn't mean you can't put a line through her because there's going to be genuine tempo up front, you would suspect, at least a moderate tempo up front. But you're looking for that first time to say, right, she she actually ticks this box. She gives every indication she will, but she hasn't proven it yet. So I think we might actually get a little bit of a better price late. Okay. But if she reproduces what we saw in that trial and she sits one off the fence, which are two ifs, but she is complete certainty for me in the last oh. of my data. Um, we needed the word certainty. There's been a yeah. bit of an umming and ahhing. We needed the word certainty at some point. But I just don't think enough of these horses up the top end have got enough of a gap on her to bridge, to say that she can't bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. It's the old three-year-olds against the older horses, yep, yep. and they, they, they've all had their chances. I mean, again, Pete, the one that you, you say she's going to drift, and for, just from a market point of view, I just say, where where on earth is the money going to come? Like, my mate's your second favourite, and on the figures, I can see my mate probably will be supported to yep. some degree. Um, had the back of Mood Swings last week, and that that isn't bad form, third to Mood Swings, but didn't go with veracity at the end of that as well. And you go, maybe you'd like to see, it's, and it's up to the 1,400. 1400 yeah. It won't be leading this. There's no way my mate's going to be able to hold out some of these ones. So you're going to have to be taking a sit again. So a few question marks there, if that yep. all makes sense. But I do think my mate will probably probably get some support down in this grade. Trade him in with McGrady going back on. Won't be a big drift of it. Is 650, is it going to get much shorter? Dash doll for the Witten pair. That'll only drift, yep. I'd suspect. Uh, Invictus Domini's one, which could go either way. If people are expecting that peak performance, it's its best is probably better than what all of these have shown. No, you're right, Terry. Ella right. Fella can't shorten on this map. It just looks horrible on this map. And then the Ruffies. It's funny. I actually thought I might see 100 to 1 baby blues and have something tiny on 26 to 1 doesn't excite yeah, me. I was the same. The Ruffies, I can't see any huge money for the Ruffies. So that's what to me. I, and, and just looking at the the money that comes for the Velvet Queen start after start after start, I just almost worry, is the $3 sort of going to be the, um, the, the Brett Peak we, mm. we see for her? So I'm just not too sure in, in that sense from a from a market point of view what is going to occur. What's the bet price some, for you, Terry? Yeah. Hey? What's the bet price for you? Oh, I'm I'm probably not going to go. Oh, I'm 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 a little I'm, I'm a bit undecided. It, it it probably makes that much sense that it's. I mean, the Velvet Queen. Would you say the Velvet Queen's a better horse than my mate? Trade him in, BJ. Your second, third favorite. Yeah. In your mind, and yeah. you're getting four and a half and five and a half kilos off. So, 
it, it makes an awful lot of sense. I'm with Pete on the trial, by the way. I thought the trial was great. Yeah. Um, I love it when they jump first, restrained to last. It shows that you could have settled yeah. far closer to the speed. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I... Yeah, I, I thought the Velvet Queen was going to go up a dollar ninety-two bucks. So I was thinking, oh, we'll definitely try and get a beat. And I'm about three dollars the Velvet Queen. So interesting watch. But the biggest thing I agree with Pete is is the map just looks messy. Ella Fella, um, I reckon Breeze at best. If it does get to the top, it's going to have to do too much work. So it's a mess out in France. So you're looking for a horse off speed or a horse. You are looking for a horse with cover. I don't think any of those leaders. I can't imagine that with Snipper Gem they'll be too keen to hand up either because it's no. a better horse out in front and interstate from the widest gate with Jet on. They've been riding it for speed since it's gone to the new yard so um, it looks ugly out in front which in theory should suit the Velvet Queen trade them in um, maybe Blues as a sort of a a bit of a, a wild one, but it's been a long time since we've seen the best of baby blues. Um, but look, last up, Invictus Domini was ridden. Um, the shades came off and was ridden cold. And I just, I just done this was my earlier that the fact yeah, it's been leading, 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 and then just ridden dead cold, dead cold. There was a great opportunity, and this map, there's a great opportunity to ride it just behind this strong tempo. So last start, it pulled its head off, had to go wide because they couldn't control the the big unit from last on a slow tempo this will be a quickly run race and for me the quickly run race should suit Invictus Domini down to the ground it should be able to settle it should be able to land in fourth fifth sixth like just off them it's tucked but in but I'm worried that they're just going to take that big strong hold early and we're going to end up last out the back and I don't think we're I don't know if Invictus Domini is winning from last it might the way this map eventuates you will want to it's a shame there's no real sharp back marker that's ran into lots of leader bias tracks and now you come to this race because you'd be um, pretty happy to find it here but I don't know I if we wait for Invictus Domino, we might not see the price, but in saying that, I, I, I thought I'd see 10 bucks Invictus Domino. Maybe I will late, but yeah. again, what's the market going to do? They're very unpredictable markets on the on the weekend, I find. That's why I'm not overly fussed about if the Velvet Queen drifts or, or firms, purely yeah. because there's been a lot of market moves over the last couple of months since I've been back, and you just look at it going, well, I don't know why there's money coming yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a they-know sort of market. We, we don't have that here in WA for the most part. We don't have minimum bet laws. We don't have enough liquidity late in the fair to be worrying about market moves. You know, if you want to see a market move, look at the tote price after the race. Mm-hmm. That's that's where the, the smart stuff is. Yeah. So more to Terry's point there about the, the Velvet Queen, 220 in the West Speed feature that was out into December, 220 favourite, and then was 245 favourite in a three-year-old plate. That was, what, two weeks post three, three weeks post that. So prior to that was $1.70 and $1.65 midweek. So um, always attracts support, mm-hmm. this particular filly. Now, Pete, did you have a chance to get in this horse? Uh, possibly. I don't. There was a period of time where I wasn't actually – Looking at ownership. horses yeah. <laughs> and ownership, I had too many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of course the the Velvet King. Yeah, homebred horse is is basically the, the case. You look at some of the the owners there as as well, and they're all rusted on impressive supporters. Yeah. So anyway, they've got uh, they've got a, a horse yeah, with plenty nice. of ability here. Yeah. Some worry from the gate with all the speed I just mentioned is say you get the Snipper Jam cross and then you get the. Ella fell across and you've only got the one underneath you. So there's a big chance you do just end up on the fence. Like I said, no one ever might not step. It might uh, ping the leads either either and you end up either behind or in front of it. Next thing you know, you are four back the fence, which is uh, probably another slight worry. I, I feel like late in the day, it's almost an advantage with a race of this much tempo to almost be drawn off a little bit to some degree. Um, but again, like we were saying in the race earlier with other ones, Sun, you never know till how the race eventuates. Having that inside draw is could be what wins the Velvet Queen the race. 
Exactly. All right. Well, let's take a break and we'll be back with our Betfair Bests, our Maddies and our Lays for Sheila Gwynn Classic Day. Okay. We are back with our Betfair Best betting propositions for Sheila Gwynn Day. Uh, Betfair Best for you, Pete? In the last, the Velvet Queen. Velvet Queen. Terry. Um... I don't really have one. Like, I just, I just don't have one. If warm and fuzzy drifts to three dollars, hardly ever. You just going to bet the drift? Yeah, I'm going to bet the drift. Yep. Bazoom, if, if there's silly money, and no, I'm not bazoom because I don't mind cryptic love. Yeah, warm and fuzzy or hardly ever. But um, want to see a little bit more on both of the prices. So neither of them have got me yet. All right, Very how's that? That's really unusually non-committal. Oh, from the it's just like and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to give you a mad either because there isn't one horse on the card that I can see that is above twenty to one that I have. Um, shorter in my market, so I can't tip you it because I've got even baby blues. Even the last said, baby blues. Oh, I'm thirty to one, so I'm tipping. Best price now is twenty six. I can't tip you one that's shorter than what I've got it at. So I, I just, I just don't have one for you. You know what? And you know, what? I'm just gonna. That's my answer. I don't know. I don't have a lay either. I don't have anything. Who is I've got this? nothing. Who is this guy? I've got nothing. <laughs> Sheila Gwynday has got nothing. the better of him. <laughs> You've changed, man. You've changed. <laughs> Uh, my best in the two race, top of the pops. Uh, good winner on debut. He's going to get the gun run. Chris Parnham on board. Really like this horse. Uh, I think t- top of the pops. Hopefully just uh, a bit of money for the two LK Fernie runners and squeezes him out just a bit more above the $3 mark, but top of the pops for me. Uh, Lay. Pete. Yes. Uh, as much as I respect both these horses, so I don't think, you know, they're obviously not winning these races, don't get me wrong. But sneaky mm. chance I cannot see starting two dollars ten and I cannot see Bazoom starting two dollars thirty five. Yeah. What do you reckon Bazoom will do? I think Bazoom has to drift. I I reckon Bazoom will be absolutely belted in betting. That's mm. my guess. I can't say Amacensis is a um <laughs> is a drift at every single start. Up to the fourteen hundred there'll be slight queries, so I don't think it firms. And then um, Cryptic Love, it, just its style of racing isn't a horse that's traditionally well-backed either. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bazoom start even money, Betfair even. Like, I don't know. That's how I saw it. I can't see where the money comes in the Bazoom race. I'm with, you with, I'm with you with Sneaky Chance. Way too short for me. Has to wobble. Yeah, Definitely has to wobble. Um, we ripper for a lay, by the way. I'm far longer than the 450 or whatever it is. So it's we 450 ripper. now. Yeah, that's yeah. too short. What? It's yeah. not a good race, but that's too what, short. What, what? That's too short. <laughs> yeah, that's too short. That's too short. It's wee wee ripper. That's too it's short. A wee Do you reckon Bazoom might drift? I hope so. That might get me for a little bit of a, a little bit of a bet. Who cares? A bit of an wrong. eddy. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> that's, such, that's a great attitude, yeah. though. Yeah, I don't care. Someone What's, wants to at me, like, go for it. What was, what was the saying about happiness? Happy is a distraction. <laughs> The way the best part about that saying is the way you look at people when you say it as well. There's real it's so meaning it's, in your eyes. Let me rephrase it this way. So if someone wants to make fun of me or ridicule me for throwing out Bazoom as a drifter or a lay and it wins by two and a half lengths, it's like, well, they might have got happy out of that little interaction that I've never seen that might make them feel good, but mm. happy is a distraction. <laughs> never forget. <laughs> Never forget the Sam White rule oh, or that shit. happy is yeah. a distraction. Either oh. win long term and win everything and achieve your absolute final goal mm. and then come to me and say, remember that time. <laughs> or don't bother because nothing, nothing in your life is happy when you think about it. And if it is, it's a complete distraction from your end point on this earth. I'm going to have to watch. <laughs> what is happening? I'm going to have to watch winning time. There's not enough air into so, this so box we're recording in, who, I think. Who says that? Uh, the, the former former coach, uh, Pat Riley. Yep. Okay. All right. 
Really? Oh. Did you get your lay? Did we get your lay? Well, my lay, sneaky chance. Oh, sneaky chance yeah. too at the price. Yeah. Rifle. Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. Insanity. Chubbies, Pete. Yeah. Uh, look, Tiff's lad, that's the only way, the only horse that's at, at odds. Baby Blues I've got at the price, but it's not really enough to be getting too excited. Tiff's lad I've got marked shorter and I'll probably get $60 on the day. Yeah, it'll be it'll be long. Yep. And maybe it can do something like Marzipan Lad and not beat home the favourite. Mm. <laughs> Tiff's Lad did win at 100 to 1, basically two starts. 350 to 1 Betfair SP for those uh, smart Betfair shoppers. Oh. Wasn't me. Okay. I'm just saying, I know the price. <laughs> do you know anyone? Brad. Brad had 20 bucks on it, he said, I think, or had something on it. Brad, so Brad. Brad McManus, yeah. yeah. Brad Bet. He probably would have gone up favourite. And he would have been right, he I guess. Right. Well, I don't know if you consider that right. BJ, what's your Maddie? Uh, mad or completely bonkers? Go um, bonk. Go bonk. Okay. <laughs> I spoke about this horse last week and I reckon he's- Is it running this week or last week? It's quick backup. Okay. Uh, I reckon he's he's not far away. And this is a race of lacking in depth quality. Race five, number one, double digit. It's going to be any old price. Uh, gets a claim. Quick backup, low draw up to 1,800 metres. Is, is he going to go close this start or next for double-digit DD? Might wait for the senior, but yes. I reckon it won't be far away. Yeah. Uh, if Mr. Causeway is $16 at the moment, drifts to 20 plus, and that'll be above my price. I'm going to 12, 13. You reckon they're going to go out for the look for the better going? Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah, somewhere along the uh, somewhere in the the bar at uh, at Ascot and across the Europa Stadium. So, yeah, Mr. Causeway might get out to the price, but uh, yeah, dearie me. That's it. We got there. But yep. what a what a look, I think the highlight was definitely the um the uh the mastermind finale though, wasn't it? Just classic. It yeah. was. It was a classic. It was everything it was, a, it was everything that we had hoped for. And I think the first to five really added uh really added something to the occasion. Hundred percent. It was a high class affair. Um yeah, two two gun contestants. Yeah, two battled real, their way through two the, legit the minor rounds. Masterminds. Yeah. Yeah. Even even with some reception issues for Jordan on, <laughs> on his way to Narragin, it was still wasn't enough to uh, to uh, to stop him. So uh, yeah, but next week, anyone that wants to come on, what are we going to do? We're going to go with um, just go from scratch, I reckon. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. if you've got if you want to if, if you want to have a work next if week, the jockeys have been, and trainers have inspired any potential exactly right. masterminds, get on and have a crack. There's hundred dollars uh, up for grabs for the Mundaring Heart of the Hills since 1899. But big thanks to everyone who contributed to the mm. competition and everyone that got behind it. The uh, the Mundaring, of course, Ian O'Connor. But um, all the contestants, we unearthed some real talent, and uh, I think the mastermind, like it's a it's a worthy title within the industry. And at the moment, it's uh, the you know the crown is being worn by one Jordan Turner. He's the uh, yeah he's the champion. It certainly is. And Peter, we've got to thank you for coming on once again. It has been uh, it's been enlightening as always, <laughs> and um, it's good to see you nice and happy at the moment, Peter. I was going to say, are you sure about all of this? <laughs> No, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, I'll catch you next time I'm back, probably for- How long are you for? I don't know. I'm in and out like Flint. You know, I can mm. be here one day and gone the next, so- uh, Nomadic. Yes, Andrew. nomadic. You know, who needs a place to live when you can actually just live at the race course? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard all this ideas in all fairness. But, uh, look, I think we'll wind it up on that note, BJ. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, might have a guest on next week. We'll confirm that during the week as well. But until next week on The 1-1. One, one.